And you're listening to WTF in Vonadeel, the place where you go because you want to know nothing with Spicy and the Fox Andrew. And today it is the WTF Shuffle, the Vonadeel Shuffle. What is that, you ask? Well, I don't think anyone actually knows. Tell them, Fox. Tell them what the, the what the fucking Vonadeel Shuffle is. Well, where everyone looks left and then I go right? No, so, uh, instead of naming this episode 43, because, you know, we've been living our lives and, you know, it came time again for the podcast and it's like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know, same thing as last time? Instead of that, um, we have a few different things to talk about, but we asked the Discord for questions and uh, we have some questions to answer from people. Blue Spoons has the best question, of course, because of course Blue Spoons would. Uh, but the Von Adil Shuffle comes from, there's a pod, I don't listen to many podcasts, but there's a podcast called uh, Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey. And one of their, a couple of their episodes is the, uh, the German Shuffle or whatever, and complete with a couple of sound effects, and they answer a bunch of random user questions. But that was not the goal of this, but I just asked the Discord and things popped up and it's like, yeah, let's do it. Because we had a bunch of different random things before that to talk about. We had this interview here with Yoshi and uh, not not from Nintendo. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. It's going great already. Uh, and we have an email from everyone's favorite fanboy, Abject, and otherwise uh, the typical stuff. Yeah, sounds about right. Sound seems accurate. Oh, and Beastmaster. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So how are you, Fox? Uh, well, on the note of Beastmaster, I suppose I can just go ahead and uh, just talk about this. No, 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 no. I, I asked you how you are. Jeez, you're so fucking rude. I mean, it kind of is how I am. Like I, You define yourself I, based off of Beastmaster? Yes, exactly. No, I, I just try to make sure people have accurate info, and, well, I just didn't have accurate info this time so as far as like killer instinct goes and stuff like that i've answered questions about it before like some of my information is actually correct that i provided you and then some of it actually isn't i just didn't have good enough tests and data to really draw better conclusions about it so rather than trying to explain what's right and what's wrong out of that just i would just follow the conversations that are going on on like age and uh and rua's beast video and you'll probably get you know information that's usable out of that one but i'm just not going to bother anymore because Last time I got like three straight weeks of questions about it, and I just don't feel like answering something that I'm not actively doing the tests in this time. So were they repeat questions? Oh yeah, yeah. Like last time it was like the same question over and over again. And it yeah, that even awesome. came up in one of the podcasts. I remember saying, "So we've had some questions about Killer Instinct. We got to clear up." And that was like <laughs> the fourth time it came up. Right. But yeah, I just figured I might as well address that because people know that I wrote something on it, and I wrote up this big ass thing on PG Wiki about it. Hopefully, you know, when they actually test the right information that they'll actually put it on. Because that would be refreshing to see. Well, they um, didn't last time because it was about exactly a year ago they put out some testing and then it just let it sit in a fucking thread until Rua made a video and they linked it in as if like, <laughs> hey, look what I did a year ago and didn't tell anyone about because I just fucking put it on a, a, a post here and it just let it fall into the abyss like things do on Auction House. Hey, everyone. But yeah, I would have I would have loved to know that existed. That would have saved me a lot of fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, because but, um, that was done before your testing. But do you want to be more specific about what was wrong? Because you can't just be like, I've done some testing and it was wrong. Da, da, da. Uh, yeah, basically, it's it's how I constructed the the math of how it works is just not correct. 
it actually comes up with the similar answer given some situations, but that's the tricky thing about math is that without the right kind of tests and data, like you can actually craft a an equation that can reach the same result as something else, um, but not actually be the one that solves the problem. Uh, I guess is like the easiest way to say it. But um, it looks like they're also, uh, one thing of benefit though, is that they're gonna go out and test uh, the damage taken part of it, as well as the damage dealt part of it. Instead of the um, the current conversation that usually takes place where someone like tests the damage dealt part and applies that conclusion to the damage taken part, um, I'm starting to suspect that they're probably like two different equations. But I guess we'll see, you know, what people figure out about that. Who knows? Hopefully, it's just flat, honestly. And then if they, if they are flat amounts, then there will just be less questions about it, and people won't have to like try to figure out how to make a calculator to to calculate it for them, even though it's basic multiplication. So I, I don't know. But outside of that, um, I've actually been redrafting Lua's. Um, I actually been trying to do them in line with the way that you have your Lua's because I always appreciate the simple design in those. It's because I'm very and, simple. Uh, <laughs> fair. And I recently put out a Ranger one that's decent. Um, it probably has some bugs in it, but I'm not on Ranger very often. Like I tested it out, seemed to work, um, but it is really, really basic. I'm putting out a another one that I consider basic uh, for Red Mage pretty soon. I'm like in the, the testing debugging phase of it. Um, it's actually, I'm also still adding a couple more features that I like, but uh, it, I consider it simple. It has a lot of gear sets and stuff, and it actually try, attempts to teach people why you're gearing those ways that you do, and uh, it, smooth lines, it, it smooths out a lot of the, the trouble people have switching between melee-oriented Red Mages and and mage-oriented red mages on the fly. It makes it a lot easier to do that. Uh, so hopefully it can benefit someone. Who knows? But it is the one that I'm going to end up using going forward because I, I just had to clean up the spaghetti mess of the red mage Lua that I had originally because that was like my very first Lua I ever downloaded from a GitHub somewhere. So rewriting that has actually been a really nice change of pace because now it's exactly the way I want it. And it's in line with a lot of the other stuff that we put out on the GitHub. That's what I like about mine is when they suck, I can only blame myself instead of you know, being like, oh man, this Lua sucks. Yeah. It doesn't do what I know. Now it's, oh, my Lua sucks. Yeah. I don't understand. It always puts you in my DT set. Why is it doing that? God damn you, infused Dude. earring. It's supposed to be the MP threshold rule. It's so funny because, like, whenever people say they break their Luas, it's either they're not reading the error that occurs or it's always that they get stuck in some sort of set. It's usually because they toggled something they didn't mean to toggle. They change gear and forget that the comma was erased and then they can't figure out where their error is. Yeah, or some shit like that seen that so yeah it's it's a lot of like super basic stuff like that um the ones that i'm putting out you basically just have to put gear in like if you fuck it up and you try to manipulate anything else well that's on you and i actually put that disclaimer in like all of them now that i'm not here to fix your lua and that if you're going to change a bunch of shit in there you better figure out how to do it that's good i appreciate that yeah well i mean people should learn how to use the technology that they're using and not just take it for granted you know I don't have enough time to do the shit I want to do. I don't have time to be... I'll answer some questions, <laughs> uh, you know, but I'm not... It's not charity time. I don't have time to... I can barely handle mine. I'm not going to fix yours, you know? Yeah, that's fair. If it's simple, yes. And in the same... See, well, it makes me a bit of a hypocrite because in the same token, I've asked people for help with things many times over, and they've helped. And I've shared that help, of course, because, you know, that's good to do. But, you know, like... You know. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I don't really turn anybody down. Like, I, I joined another um, LS that I just kind of want to help. You know, I didn't really join them as in, like, I'm grouping with them or anything. I'm just kind of floating around 
being what's effectively a mentor, right? And do you have the like, M on your head? <laughs> no. But one of them asked some questions about Lewis stuff, and they're just like, "Well, you just fix it for me," and I just refused to just fix it for them, and I made them fix it themselves, and they actually fixed it. Wow. So, and I was like, "Doesn't that make you feel better about yourself?" And they're like, "Yeah, it actually kind of did." Uh, I would say, see, there's different issues with that. Some people have the issue of it's easy to fix, and they don't want to do it because they're lazy. Or I think more commonly, because I can't assume people are more lazy than average. Uh, more commonly, I think it's the fear of not being able to do it or making it worse or just kind of like that uh, fear of inadequacy. And, you know, and then when you, you do it, you feel a lot better. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's your file at the end of the day that you're that you're modifying. Sure, someone else may have wrote it, but it's yours once you start changing it and shit. And uh, technically, and then there's no one else watching you do it. Like if, if you break it, it's it's kind of whatever. It's like a sandbox that you can play in. You know, just go go learn your shit, ask questions. Well, no one makes a backup and save backups. Yeah, and that's that's the point I was going to get to. It's just save your backups first. That way, if you do break it, you can just be like, oh, let me resave over that one and try again, and everything's good to go. You know, but yeah, I I I kind of agree. Like people are just afraid to do things that are that are like technologically intimidating i guess is the only way and well sometimes it's justified because you don't want to sink i've you know i'm sure you've been there too where you end up working on stuff and putting hours into it and then you didn't do anything that whole day besides work on a lua (laughs) and then you don't you don't feel satisfied when like you're struggling to do something that's a bit out of your breath uh there and 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 then you're just you know spending time and even if you get it it doesn't feel satisfying because now your time's all gone yeah i guess so I guess it's part of being an adult and having less liquid time. Yeah. But anyway, that's about all I've been up to, you know, aside from our uh, ambuscade failures. This month has been terrible. And just <laughs> I had better Odyssey. luck years ago when it came out doing it than I do now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, we, we definitely hit things a lot harder now. I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. I, we really haven't. We've done like what three runs? I've only been there for like three runs, yeah. so it's not like we've tried to get something down. And to be fair, we've had other months where we, you know, have to keep changing what we do more than three times. So, I mean, honestly, um, we did like a D recently, and I've actually had a lot of luck in there with Ninja. Ninja's actually really, really strong. And basically, all we did was we just super buffed me, and we basically five man D. Um, we just super buffed me on Ninja, and then the Bard slept it slept everything and then basically i just blade cheat and blade toad um wave fist or not wave fist but flow spears to death and they just basically can't hurt ninja it was kind of slow because there's like only one dd but ninja absolutely crushes them so i mean if people are having a hard time with ambu maybe try bringing a ninja that knows how to build a blade chi set and has like some sort of awareness of you know dt and not getting themselves killed and just build the party right and you can probably get your way through it because i know there's been a lot of people complaining about how this one's it's like more difficult and they can't even find like mercs to carry them through it and shit oh no share those insights you know no right it's just a complaint that i see so i mean if people are having that much trouble say it ain't so far how am i gonna get this content murked that's right people offering like 10 mil this is ridiculous this is the equivalent of what do you mean you don't deliver (laughs) right Anyway, that's all I've had going on, man. Uh, what about you? Speaking of liquid time, I am enjoying a enjoying enjoying every time I just can't say words. Every podcast, I'm enjoying a very delicious uh, Gruner Vadlina from Austria because, of course, it's from Austria. 
Um, otherwise, I have had two different days of cherry selection. Let's follow back up on this. Ooh. In our hopefully never recurring segment of what the fuck is Jerry duty? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, so I didn't see or I didn't notice the chick with the diving in West Virginia uh, or the businessman who you'd never notice because he just looks like another fucking business guy. Uh, but I got on the first case and it was, of course, a grand jury. So, you know, that would have been kissing the next four plus months of my life goodbye. That's good, man. And I uh, got out of that one. It was nice because it was an attempted murder where the people, the mother and daughter were shot in their car or something, and then they recovered. And then the it became an actual murder instead of attempted murder when they recovered, got out of the hospital, whatever, and then they went and were strangled to death. <laughs> so you have that charge. Wow. And then they were buried in the accused's backyard, and he got desecrating a body. Then there was an accomplice, and then, you know, so double homicide, strangulation, mother-daughter, you know, you know, dismembering bodies, whatever the hell they did. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is great. I don't have time for this. Got out, yeah. of, got out of that one, only to be within 30 minutes of getting out of it, been sent a message to report tomorrow for a personal injury case. And I'm like, oh, come on. So I was thrown out of that into another one immediately. And instead of the last time where it was like a, a couple handful of people not knowing how to use Zoom, now every time it's about 200 people in one Zoom call not knowing how to use Zoom. And uh, it, it's been just, you know, Mr. Vignoli, this is the judge, Mr. Vignoli, are you having technical problems? Because he's on the phone. He's doing like business work during this and the judge is like singling him out of the 200 people on the screen. Mr. Vignoli. <laughs> And he goes to talk, and he doesn't purpose. Like I think he purposely didn't unmute it, and he's trying to talk without unmuting it. Because then he unmuted it and remuted it, and then kept trying to talk. And she's like, "If oh, you're not having technical see. problems, Vignoli, get off the phone." It's get like, phone. yeah, and just just sitting there. Another guy, sir, are you in your car? And ma'am, it's the only place I can get quiet. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what do they expect? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And then so I, I mean, got- obviously, you shouldn't be driving while calling and shit because that's been proven to be super dangerous oh well, you know it's, but, it's a recurring theme every time someone's in the car and just sitting well, there for like, hours just, just just the dude like trying to do work while he's on while he's in the the fucking juror selection meeting or whatever just sitting there for hours and just every time excuse me i have to go to the bathroom okay i'll let the judge know excuse me i gotta let my dog out okay I'll let the judge know and everything is okay i'll let the judge know over and over again for yeah. hours yeah I mean, the dude on the phone, it's like, you're absolutely right I'm on my phone, because either I'm on my phone or I'm listening to you, but only one of these pays the bills. And that same guy was walking around his house after that, just like, you see him walking around his entire house nonstop through, like, the basement and everything, like, what is this guy doing? Just taking it with him, but, uh... Yeah. So that that was a big waste of time. So I, uh, after hours and hours of this, there was the one guy who's like, excuse me, how long is this going to take? He's, like, 65, and he looks mad as hell. Uh, I don't know, sir. Uh, I can ask the judge, but you're just going to have to wait. And he doesn't, he forgets to remute himself. And he's like, this is bullshit waste of my time. Awesome. And she goes, sir, could you please remute? <laughs> awesome. Oh, uh, this is great. Uh, he's just sitting there cross-armed, slunking back in his chair mad. I'm like, yeah, buddy, me too. And so I, I said, so when I get excused from this, <laughs> I go, <laughs> I don't know if you have the answer for this, but when I get excused from this, Will you immediately throw me in another pool and waste more of my time? Or will there be light at the end of the tunnel and I'll be done with this finally? And they go, oh, I don't know that. You'll have to ask the judge. And it's like, well, okay. 
And then the judge well, is giving. It sounds to me like everyone's guilty now. Yeah, everyone is guilty. Just, just tell them right off the bat, just like every everyone is guilty. In the words of George Carlin, I can spot a guilty person just like that. Uh, which I said last time, I believe. But then it's great because you get excused and this and that, and then the judge is like, well, look out next week for notice. So I swear, if I have a notice next week, I swear, I'm getting tired of this. But the judge is giving this, this history lesson to us, wasting our time at the start as if we give a fuck. Oh, yes, the Battle of Mammoth was fought right outside this courthouse. And I'm like, okay, lady. Okay. That's nice. And like they, they were fighting for this, and I'm like, okay, lady, you, either you don't know history or you don't know anything, because no one who was at the Battle of Mammoth was going, we're fighting for your right to go to the jury duty! It's like, no. Right. No, they were fine with the old English magistrate law. They didn't care. It was not about jury duty or legal representation in that fashion. It was about <laughs> taxation and self-determination. Get out of here with this revisionist history. Self-determination, awesome. as in I do not want to be bothered to go to this. <laughs> maybe it were, maybe it really was about jury duty then. Yeah, when they're tarring and feathering the people, they really were like, "Ah, oh, I hope we can be a jury of his peers in order to give him a fair and equitable treatment here." Which they never do, of course. The, the jury is never fair and equitable because the question's like, "Do you believe in the legal?" It's like, "No, I don't believe in the legal system." No, I believe that guy's guilty. People that killed Emmett Till got off. Do you think I'm gonna waste my time with this? But at any rate, other than that, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. So. <laughs> Um, have to throw it in, of course. Uh, otherwise, so I think we mentioned last time that we've been putting your Lua's in a, a subfolder of my GitHub, the Spicy Ryan Lua GitHub, whatever the hell it is. If you type in Spicy Ryan GitHub, you'll find it. Um, I don't know if I can link it in the Discord in some meaningful fashion, in like a dead channel or something, or if it just doesn't matter. Maybe the Fox Danger oh, list, but no yeah, one reads. Yeah, just post them in the lab. Yeah, absolutely. No one reads that, but I guess I could pin it. <laughs> right. I could pin it and say it's pinned in the lab. Go check the lab. So, uh, otherwise, yeah, just type it in. We've been adding Fox's stuff there. Which Actually, is... if you're going to pin it, just pin it in general. Yeah, I guess that works, too. I don't want to be yeah, the, the spicy Fox lab here. It's uh, clearly the Fox Danger lab. Yeah, it goes disused. It used to have lots of stuff I tested. I just stop. Or I just keep them on my notepads to myself. So, I think we have an email here. Might as well follow this up with... Uh, an email titled Zebra Stripe Gum. I don't oh. know what Zebra Stripe Gum is. I believe it's a brand, correct? I have no idea. I just know about Big League Chew and like... I think, I think I've seen the one with the zebra on it. Hold on. Let me, let me Google this. To entertain them, Fox. Oh, okay. While he's entertaining them with the, uh, the zebra gum. Like Fruit Big Stripe. Chew. Yeah. Big League Chew is one of those gums that you should just always have at all times. Because it's a conversation starter. I remember uh, my brother actually used to keep a uh, like like a pouch of Big League Chew in his car, Why? and like he just just so he could open the glove box and just take a dip of gum, and then people would ask why, and it's just like, oh, cool, and now we have something to talk about because it was getting hella boring not talking about anything. That's quite an icebreaker. Hold on, let me just yeah. reach in the glove box here, see what I pull out. <laughs> yeah, get get my Big League Chew out. Get my Big League Chew out of the gum uh, glove box here. So, it's funny too, because like if you've ever had it, it's like shredded and shit. It's garbage. Yeah, it's like it's instead of being chewing tobacco, it's 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 gum. It's it's gum, it, it's yeah. gum in per, you know impersonation of chewing tobacco, which is of course very disgusting. Seems great. You ever been next to a guy in college who's doing chew in class? It's fucking horrible. Oh yeah, uh, well, I used to work with people of... who did. Um, yeah, I used to work with people who did uh, chew all the time. Yeah, there was one dude. 
there was one dude who was like hella hardcore like we would be in like uh like uh throwing some wine orders and stuff and he would actually keep his dip in the entire time like he didn't spit or anything i didn't know what was going on he was probably swallowing it honestly which is so nasty but like yeah the dude would have it in there the whole time i'm like dude i didn't see you taking a dip he's like yeah because i took it before we went in and like it was like three hours later so like we'd be out in the parking lot created in 1960 fruit stripe bubble gum which is apparently zebra stripes got the zebra mascot so fruit stripe bubble gum has been a nostalgic favorite of generations of gum lovers well here's the best news about fruit stripe the wrappers are edible too so next time you're hit with that familiar urge to forego the entire unwrapping process go ahead and give it a try just stick the whole thing in your mouth it's it's very edible i'm sure your colon will thank you. <laughs> right. Uh, why do zebras have stripes? See, there's a rabbit hole. Why do zebras have stripes? Yeah. Yeah, so they can blend in with tall grass. Uh, I don't know about that. It says the basic idea is that black stripes would absorb heat in the morning and warm up zebras, whereas white stripes reflect light and could thus help cool zebras as they graze. But wouldn't that not matter because it's a 50-50 at that point? Yeah, that just sounds really dumb. That's terrible. This is from the BBC. This is the truth behind why zebras have stripes. I mean, those statements aren't incorrect. Like, yeah, you know, if a black surface will absorb heat and a white surface will reflect it, but yeah, the white surface will still also heat up. You get it's, it's not like it becomes magically immune to heat or something. But even if it reflects heat, there's still an equal, not even equal, but there's still like a, a roughly half and half yeah. amount of black and white stripes on this zebra here. So how is it cooling or, or, or warming them up at all? I mean, that's, that's a good question, though, because like the information I have on it is just something I remember I learned from as a kid. Because, like, that was, like, a, a big topic, and then we ended up learning that uh, it was because of the tall grass and, like, how the predators actually, like, see color and stuff. Like, it, it actually helps them blend in. But I don't know, man. Scientists have put forward at least 18 reasons why, from camouflage or warming colors to more creative explanations like unique markers to help identify individuals like a human fingerprint. Okay, well, enough of the zebra stuff, so let's get to this email. Do you want to read uh, okay. one or two? Uh, sure, I'll read number one. Uh, dear Spicy Fox, starting off with a nice softball pitch here, I'm wondering about how to build up Treasure Hunter on mobs. Since I'm playing around with Thief a lot lately, I was hoping you could explain it to me like I'm five on how TH works, uh, TH being Treasure Hunter, uh, how much I need or can I or can stack, and how to raise the level of TH I put on mobs. And this is an email from Abject. Our biggest fan. Yeah, we love you, Abject, but not that much. Just enough, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly enough. Enough that we that you know that we love you, but not enough that you think that we love you. That's how you get him hooked, right? And he's going to be feel personally attacked now. Wow. But I mean, what, the first thing that stood out to me here was I'm playing around with Thief a lot lately. Is he? I mean, I had him go to Shinryu a couple times. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's been to like Shinryu a few times, and now he's suddenly but, I've been playing around with Thief a lot. But hey, you know, I guess we question. can't make the assumption that like that's all he does. Maybe he's doing that on his own time too. Maybe he's making Vajra slowly. He might be. Like he actually goes and makes all those weapons for the jobs he cares about. Wow, are they seventy-five or? No, no, they're, they're he actually takes them all. The oh, way. he actually cares. Okay, good. that's good for him. Yeah, it's, it's people... always funny when when people ask him if he has a uh, a Murgali for his red mage, and the answer. <laughs> The answer is yes, and it's after and everything. But um, in fact, it might even be R15. I don't remember. Do you think he would like your Red Mage Lua? I don't know. If he's got one that works, then it works. Um, but he might want it. I mean, honestly, if you have a Red Mage Lua and it already works for you and stuff, 
than just pulling one out that may not suit your play style and just doing all the work to copy all of that gear into the right spots just just doesn't seem worth it. Well, like, sometimes mine's really out there in case people want to learn it the right way. Sometimes people fit in the shoe, and sometimes the shoe fits in the people. So, uh, not that that's a real saying; it's very abject, of course. But um, a lot of times, people will play in a way that is conducive to the lua they picked up and how it's structured for that person's play style. And then sometimes people will play when their lua suits them more. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, if you're used to using a lua, yeah, then. Uh, there's no reason to try to learn some other one. That's for sure. I mean, obviously, you don't want to fuck up the middle of combat, obviously no? you're bound by the job, of course, but uh, I think it's very uh, not thought of as to how the Lua shapes how you play the job itself still, as opposed to just, you know, if you had a different one. Well, so for Treasure Hunter, um, for Thief, it's different than any other job. Because any other job, you're kind of just like capped at four, unless you're a ranger, in which case you can like build it up using bounty shot and you know a certain level of masochism. But uh, as far as thief is concerned, um, I, I think like at base they start out being able to plant nine on initially with a hit if they have th gear on. Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, as long as they have enough th gear they on, plant like, eight and proc nine. Yeah, plant plant eight, proc nine, and that's at the base. And then like as you get the increases, that's when you're able to like start. No, you don't start any higher than that, do you? Well, uh, the increases raise the cap of which you can. I believe it's caps at 12, yes. and then the job points cap it at 13, 14. Yes, correct. I just couldn't remember if that actually increases at the base or not. I'm not on Thief very often, even though I have one. Don't worry, you have the Thief guy here. Yeah, there you go. Lady of Honor City doesn't want to come on. He doesn't like me. Well, I think you did that to yourself. It's for the best. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, uh, basically with, with Thief, though, you're going to plant that initial TH. And then you build on it from there. Now, from what I had heard before, and that's kind of a point I want to I want to bounce off you for this oh one. Oh boy, I'm ready. Is uh, if you increment your gear up as you like hit, as you proc those next levels of TH, does it make it easier to hit them? Like if there's not as much disparity between the maximum amount of gear you have and your current TH level, it does not make them easier. It removes the okay. resistance to making them easier. So what it is. Gotcha. As far as we understand it, see the problem with TH, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole here because it's not the thief episode. <laughs> when the thief episode happens, that'll be when we go down this rabbit hole fully. Uh, and I will actually go over each point. But what it is, to our understanding, based on what the devs have told us, even though it, this is like reading the Second Amendment here, is there a comma? Is there no comma? Is it a clause? Right. You know, reading a basic thing in two different ways entirely. Uh, so as biblical as this is, what it is, is there is a set chance of leveling up TH between each level and it gets lower each time you rank up and having TH at or higher, I believe it's at or higher, but it's definitely higher at least, does not increase that chance, but it removes the reduction. So if you have TH plus 50 and you're going from nine to 10, nine to 10 caps out at a at a constant rate uh and then you go, as you go up it's a lower rate so if it was a two percent chance if you were at or above that th and you go up and now it's like 1.9 you know just making up numbers here obviously yeah, yeah, yeah but it's obviously. you know to go from 11 to 12 it's now a lower chance but if your th is lower than your level it's basically not going to happen it, you know that they, they say it's two percent it's going to go down to like you know 0.1 percent or something stupid like that that you don't see happen so it it only removes the barrier to proccing, but there's a set rate between each each tier there. 
So what I've always done is I put on like all the TH gear that I can uh, when I go to try to proc on Thief. And then I just, when I'm not wearing like, in any slot I'm not wearing TH gear in, I just want crit rate gear is what I usually do because I've noticed it seems to only proc on crits. No, it's it. there's no testing on it, but it does seem, you know, if we're going to pull that route, it does seem like yeah. crits increase the chances to have it proc. And that's been understood since it came out in like the pre-99 days i've never been sold on it either but it's just something it I, seems that I way it, it's, yeah, it's noticeable it enough that uh there if there was testing on it i think the testing would show that crits increase the chance but there's no there's no testing that's it's all conjecture it's all you know yeah. placebo yeah i mean honestly there just isn't a lot of good information on it um but generally like you said, the best chances to continuously build things is just to wear as much treasure energy as possible and not die. Because if you're dead, you can't be having like combat rounds that could potentially trigger it, right? So, yeah. Just so, go about it that way. Yeah, TH can also proc on weapon skills, but you don't see the message. So, not that it matters. And, and also, it's not like, I mean, if anything, you would just want to have as fast a swing as possible if you're procking TH. So, you'd want to. If you're not capping delay, throw on as much dual wield or whatever as you can as possible, because TH only procs on uh, the first hit of an attack round, so all your extra multi hits do not improve. Which is also probably why it seems like TH does not proc a lot, because you may have hit seven times in your attack round, but you're not proccing TH beyond the first hit of the attack round. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense based on what you generally see in the chat log too. Is it's always on that first hit. Yep. And yes, using sneak attack uh, helps raise it, of course, and that's also with feint. So you know, use those things if you really need it. it honestly, you don't really need it, but uh, for Shinryo, of course, people are going uh, bonkers like they always do with drops. Just it's like Lilith too. I mean, higher TH helps, but you're not going to do enough fights to see the difference between twelve and thirteen happen or eleven and twelve happen. You want it as high as possible. But you would you would have to do thousands of fights to see the difference in drop rates, and it's rare you actually you can even test it that way. Any for something like Lilith or something, so uh, you know it's most people give TH way too much credit. Yeah, I'm actually really glad that SE uh, released that chart of exactly its effects. Yeah, but for people like myself who don't look at numbers as well as you do, Fox, because you just read them like you know, well, that's debatable nowadays. Oh, <laughs> Beastmaster. <laughs> right better boost that hippogriff there fox i know but yeah for those people who look at a chart and go there's too many colors i don't know what this all means uh it's not no one really most people do not gain the insight from that chart yes a lot of people misevaluate probabilities like like with the whole shinryu thing someone wants to talk about shinryu also and i guess this is kind of a, uh, yeah, might as a well. good place to talk about it a little bit let me get the name here um, i think it was lucifer yeah i think so if i'm pronouncing um, it right because it's spelled differently it's like lucifer I'm not going to talk about the actual fight itself. I guess we can do that later, like after the email entering section. But like in regards to like Treasure Hunter and like probabilities for drops and things like that, like people misevaluate the hell out of these all the time. And one of the things that really bothers me is when people were like assuming that because they were tripling the merit cost for entry that they were like tripling the drop rate or whatever. And people were getting like excited about triple drop rate and they didn't realize that because they're all independent events, it's every single one of them increasing from like generously 1% to 3% is um, not an increase that is worth 30 merit points. 
I mean, like people don't realize how low that drop rate still to is. To be fair, in my opinion, it's worth it because I'd rather have a higher chance for 30 merit points in one fight than have to fight seven times instead of three. So I'd rather not have to spam it seven times. I'd rather just, it's faster for me to just do that because I don't want to, well, I mean, if you're in a group, it's probably not great. But for me, I don't want to spam it all day. And I, I want to be clear that it's not verified that it was actually triple the increase. Like, it's not that it went from 1% to 3% on some of this gear. So I just want to be really clear that I'm not saying that it's going to 3%. Cause I know people like to jump the gun about what they thought they heard. But um, as, as far as this goes, like, you're not actually seeing a substantial increase to any kind of drop rate. Like, sure, yeah, it is technically an increase, like tripling it that way. But it, in, in terms of like how effective it actually is towards what you will experience as a person, the difference between 1% and 3% is non-existent. I think 20 merits would have been the happy medium there. That way you can get more fights in as a group too, or even just, I guess. you know, instead of getting two I mean, fights in and running out of merits. I mean, honestly, I don't think they should have increased the merits at all. I think they should have just provided a, a better, like an actual tangible drop rate. Well, they did that partly because of the Q system, which everyone likes to make fun of Acera, but it, it's honestly not a problem on Acera now, despite what... Some people, if you look at our yells of a Sarah channel uh, in the Discord, <laughs> right. would like to say otherwise. Uh, pro controllers and all. Some people would like to say that it's impossible to get in, and all these hackers are coming up and cheating and getting in. But you know, it's <laughs> not been bad on a Sarah. It was the first one, yes. Well, yeah, of course it is. But after the thirty merit change, it's not been bad. I mean, when I went through and, and did all of the the progressing through the runs, going from E to VB and doing the whole solo accounts and stuff, those took fucking forever because everyone was at the door and everything was still 10 merit points. And it was just, oh man. And it was like 40 minutes of spamming the door at some point. Oh, points. I bet that was a nightmare. It was, it was like Lilith, like back when Lilith first came out. At least that was a waiting system. Right. Uh, it was Lilu who had asked, uh, would love to hear about the new Shinryu or Shinryu as the Facebook picture said, uh, HTBF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely want to talk about like the actual fight itself later on, but not right now. Um, it's not even really that exciting. Like, I guess we can cover it. <laughs> like, I remember you were super let down, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one a little bit later, I guess. Yeah, I was let down because I mean, I, we could do it now. It doesn't matter. We're already on Shinria. Mm, sure. I was let down because in the past there was the proccing system, which fine, you can get rid of the proccing system. I understand that's fine. Get out of there. Um. But the fight's not hard. It was harder back in the day than it is now, it feels like. Outside of being just killed by Cosmic Breath or whatever it was. Was it Cosmic Breath or Cosmic Radiance or something? That was Cosmic Breath. Cosmic, yeah, which, you know, of course just rapes your face. It was just a positioning issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So otherwise, if you're not me dying to Cosmic Breath, just running in there and just dying, <laughs> as I do. It was super funny, though. As you do, then it's like, the fight was kind of sad in how it didn't feel on VD. It, 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 I felt like other fights, even Lilith, anything, present more of a challenge. Like, it feels like the easiest high-tier Battlefield 2. It feels yeah. like it's an old high-tier Battlefield. It just it was very dis... You know. It feels like a fucking Aeonic run is what it feels like. You just pop the mob and you kill it to death. Yeah, like, I, I'm not worried about ever losing that fight. Just It can yeah. happen. You can see it happening, but just, like, it's not going to happen because of some mechanic, like like Tellies or something, just charming someone or dooming or de you know deathing someone. 
like that might cause a run to go astray or doing a skill chain to Onikafora or something like that. Something it's not going to happen because of that. One of those fuck you me or, or just desserts. It's just going to happen because someone yeah. got hit by cosmic breath or well, something like that. It's like it's not going to be a wipe for any other reason. No, it's not like it's difficult. Not for a party, no. Like when you're going, like if you happen to go in solo and stuff, and you want to do D or or VD is really where it's going to matter. Um, VD was actually a pretty fun and fairly challenging fight, but as long as you're paying attention to the priorities to keep yourself alive, you have more than enough inevitability if you're on a job that can sustain itself without trust, because your trust might as well not, you might as well not even summon them. Uh, they immediately die on VD. Um, but if you're on some sort of job with some, some amount of self-sustain, like I went in and did it on Red Mage Ninja, because it's like one of the hardiest jobs ever, um, with perfect balance of buffs and debuffs and shit that you can use. and It's just really nice. Um, <clears throat> Blue Mage. Savage Blade. Yeah, but I can do it all at once. I don't have to sit there and change sets and stuff. Um, but uh, as far as uh, as far as that went, as long as you're focusing on just keeping yourself alive, you're basically inevitable, I guess. And the worst thing that can happen to you, because like you mentioned like Just Desserts and other like, like fuck you stuff that can just Doom. kill you, you know? Doom. Um, Doom in that fight is actually kind of scary on VD, only if you also get paralyzed first. Which in a group isn't an issue because the white mage will just get that off you and then they'll just remove your doom. I don't know why people are so afraid of doom. Just wear doom plus. Two. Doom's a joke. Paralyzed is more but, threatening than doom because. Oh yeah. Not, well, hold on. People don't carry doom, right? You know, curse in a, a plus That's gear true. or holy water plus gear to take it off in like one or two holy waters. They just walk around with no gear, and which is why yeah. the Nakonder's necklace has gone from like 100, 200 k to one mil plus now, because everyone's like, oh my god, I need to take off uh, this doom. What do I do? And they carrying like the best item in the game that saves my life more than pretty much any other item the game ever has is the Connor's necklace. Yeah, dude, pretty much. Yeah. Wear, wear that stuff. But yeah, well, like if you're in there solo, like if you have to remove that paralyze and then he lands a doom on you while you're paralyzed and then he decides to do cataclysmic vortex that puts your HP to like 600 and he's like auto attacking you for like roughly four to 800. Yeah. You can run into an issue that can get kind of scary because he'll, he'll start doing those things back to back under 25%. But as long as you're just mindful about keeping yourself alive, removing status effects, and then prioritizing damage last, like even the solos really aren't that difficult. Um, you just have to put forward a lot of effort. And that's why I wrote that, you know, it's done with great effort because you can't just like steamroll it like you would with a party. That's just a whole different setup. Yeah. That's the Which you did write your little things there and were, you know, dejected that nobody reads them. I don't know what the word is there. Oh, I don't know. Um, basically I, I just, what I always hate, and this, this came up when the, like the content first came out and, uh, I was talking to somebody in discord and I looked at the high tier battlefield and I was like, okay, well, I want to see if anyone has their accounts of what had occurred in this fight. So I know what to expect and what had changed, you know, stuff like that. And the very first thing I, I see when I open it up is that someone had listed a bunch of jobs with like a Remo weapon next to them and said that they won the fight doing that, doing it that way, but like listed nothing else about the fight whatsoever. I went in with Rima. I won. Yeah. It's like, cool. I guess if I'm naked and I have a Twashtar on my thief, I can fill that party slot. My Amanakuro Sam. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, they just didn't write anything. So I Mythic Sammed it. I won. When I wanted to do it, I wanted to just go through and just like write what the fight was actually like because people are going to need to experience it at all of those levels and actually like know what to expect and things. So, 
You should just get Felgar in there and do it with him, and then tell him you recorded them the whole time, and then watch him freak out. <laughs> right. Every episode's Felgar now. I know that. It's great. That was so funny. Like when uh, when we were talking about that, the Norcris is like, "I'm always recording." <laughs> and for so people quiet. who don't know, for people who don't know, like uh, the Norcris in our party, he's actually a really good guy, and uh, he never says anything. Like he's on Discord, but he's got he, no mic. He t- only types. Yeah, he has no mic. So <laughs> just the things he randomly says that you'll miss in party chat are just usually super fucking funny and uh it's kind of like hiding with his background like quips and uh it's <laughs> just just i've always been recording like I, I i wouldn't put it past him like i i would i would expect someone like him to just felt like it's so uptight he's like he's like shut up i don't be recorded just stop it i don't be part of that no i'm, I'm not gonna talk now <laughs> it's like okay fell okay uh, then he ends up doing it anyway and he ends up talking anyway because he has to and he wants to yeah it's pretty funny it's like the first day of school with this guy you got to appreciate the quirkiness about your group because it makes it entertaining. Uh, I'm just kind of glad that Phil um, rolls with the punches because there are certainly a lot of punches to have to roll with. It's true. So that was that was number one. <laughs> it's number one where we talked about Thief and Shinryu, apparently. Thank you, Lilu. But um, yeah, at least you put on... I have to update the page on BG, but I believe the strategy... No, it has to be relinked because it's a different strategies thing. So I'll update the page because unless you go to the high-tier Battlefield page currently on BG, I could do this really quick tomorrow. It's very easy. Uh, you won't, you'll only see like old Shinryu discussion page. So it has to, has to uh, be addressed. Oh, how you can only get to it from the high Yes, oh, yes. If saying. you go to, if you type in Shinryo, it does not have this one. And that's, yeah, it just I takes you to the old one. And yeah. then I, I remember I got stuck in that loop too. I was like, where'd my, where'd all the shit I wrote go? That's, I thought somebody like reverted it. That's my fault. I'm not properly overseeing the wiki like I'm supposed to. Oh, man. You're fired. So, number. You'll no longer receive a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, my. You know, there have been people who accuse me of. Uh, collecting a paycheck from BG, and it's like, no, sorry, dude, I, w- I wish. Right. Uh, number two. When would a good time for a warrior for a warrior to use Tomahawk on NNM? As in, say, would it make any difference using Tomahawk on Bumba? No. Magic Conch, should I use Tomahawk? No. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so no, uh, Tomato- Tomahawk. All it does is remove special defense. I believe. I believe it also removes magic defenses as well. Um, so like resistances, like the mob would have. Um, Bumba, as far as I'm aware, doesn't really have any of those, so you wouldn't really notice any like huge difference. Um, so like it removes like the slashing resist that something would have, or the, uh, the blunt resist, or like dark resist, I suppose. Like stuff like that. Um, if the mob doesn't have any to begin with, you're just kind of throwing a tomahawk. So I wouldn't like Bumba, no. But other mobs, yeah, I would definitely pay attention to what kind of special defenses they have. So like skeletons take a uh, uh, like fifty percent reduction to piercing damage. If you use tomahawk, you'll make that a seventy five percent instead. Uh, but you wouldn't want to use it on a skeleton because you'd rather use banish. But if you had no banish. But you can use it on slimes, elementals, is what the BG page says. But also, I remember there's the ambuscade uh, when people used to do volume two, where you take a warrior, when you had like the birds, it was the colibri, the rocks, and it's not col- no, it was, it was cox. Cox, colibri, and rocks. Rock and the cox. Uh, so you each one only took a certain type of damage, piercing, slashing, and blunt, and you could take a warrior and just use tomahawk to remove a large part of the penalty. It was like a pretty large penalty. People would just, you know, kind of destroy it. Uh, and ignore the stuff. 
and this is different than inherent DT as well. Like if you throw a tomahawk at Ongo, you're not going to suddenly like bypass it. It's like native DT that it has. Yeah. Um, you still have to play with the gimmicks. So like tomahawk doesn't get you around that kind of stuff. So it doesn't help with Bumba. Yeah, we actually tested that one. <laughs> like my very first thought when we got the V15 was like, let's have Norcris throw tomahawks at it. And no, that did not happen. Like this was way back when it was like newish. Super good ability that warriors never properly utilize nine yeah. and nine point nine times out of ten. I want to say because you don't even think of it, use it even if you know what it does sometimes. But uh, it, it would mostly play in Odyssey would be a great place to use it, and you never see a warrior. I've never seen a warrior that I've had in a shout group or anything use tomahawk on anything in there. So wait, wait. It's not Warcry, so it's a waste of time to hit if it's not the Savage Blade button, right? I don't care. You, you can only hit Warcry or you only hit Savage Blade. I don't have You can only it. hit one of the two. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any Tomahawks on me. That's too it's much work. Worded. I don't have the inventory for Tomahawk. So, number three. With this recent wave of warmer weather and all the flooding going on in China, I find myself craving fish. <laughs> While. I know there's a difference between a slab of tilapia and a nice cut of salmon. What are good ways to cook some fish up that will taste amazing fresh? I want to just dwell on that for a sec. Amazing fresh. As well <laughs> as maybe having them the next day as leftovers for work or supper the next day. It's really hard to read abject sentences because they're written <laughs> they're written just in this grammatically broken fashion like you know what he's and saying this is where we we plug our sponsor grammarly <laughs> are you struggling get hooked on phonics we are we are not sponsored by grammarly but uh, we are sponsored by muzzy that's right kids they're speaking french oh yeah i remember that yes and it had like, is that still around uh oh hold on there's another let me let's get google on the line here hold on hey google is Muzzy still around? On the website conductedforum.com, they say, Muzzy out of business and now owned by Gobek. Thank you. Womp. Uh, Muzzy is out of business and owned by a company I've never heard of. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. That was better than typing it because I was going to type it and then, you know. You know, that was better than typing it. Um, I mean, as far as fish goes, I, I don't ever get super complicated with the fish. I, in fact, I never actually go out and get fish myself. It's always some fish someone else has just presented to me and that I've just kind of cooked the way that they've asked. You know, uh, I just never go out of my way. You're fortunate you live in a coastal state. Like these people who live in uh, landlocked states you go diving in. Um, <laughs> right. Where all they have is coal, opioids, and depression. Uh, West Virginia, and, and I assume Natty Light or Bush Light. Um, you're lucky to live in a coastal state because seafood is honestly... A fucking treat. Oh, that was weird. Like, I just had, like, a weird computer problem. I was wondering anyway. why you were quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, as far as, like, being coastal, though, I've never noticed, like, an overall abundance in fish. Well, have you lived in a non-coastal state? Um, lived? No. But, I mean, here's, here's where it gets kind of weird. Like, I was nowhere near the ocean when I lived in Oregon. But uh, when I lived in Virginia Beach, as well as, you know, over here on the coast in, in Washington, like near Seattle, um, there's been like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like there's been an abundance of fish. It just seems like a normal amount of fish. And like when I what would I quantify a normal coast, amount of fish, like you go out, and you can find fish on a menu. So what quantifies a normal amount of fish? 
that fish is on a menu and it's not something that it seems like it's rare or anything. It's so if you go to fish. Denny's, you can order the fish. Does Denny's have fish? Because they sure do. I only know about the moons over Miami. It's probably it's probably going to be like uh, cod or something. But yeah, they have fish. Oh, cod, cod can be served on a plate at a Denny's. At a Denny's. <laughs> but uh, like when I lived in Oregon, I was like Central Oregon, so I, like I wasn't on the coast or anything, and I still saw like the same amount of fish on menus. Like it's still a coastal state, but it's still a very large distance from the actual water itself already then i, I don't know like it, it's it's not something that that you think would come up since we have like such advanced ways of shipping things nowadays yeah but for all our ways that are advanced of shipping things it has to be done in a cost efficient way which means of course jamming as much profit as you can into something so the fish kind of hang around longer to like get a quantity together get it all packed out get it sent out distributed to all these different places it has to go to one market first, and they get first dibs, and it goes, you know. So it goes to different places first, second. You know, there's a whole complicated... I don't know it well, but I just know it exists in some capacity of who gets what first fish first, and it's not always freshest when you get it, so... And then the further you go inland, the longer it's been out. So, you know. Yeah, but it's not like an Oregon Trail-style adventure where it takes you, like, six Yeah, but if it, if you live in, like... West Virginia and the fish took uh, two weeks to get to you instead of a week. That's that's a pretty big deal. Well, not if you just pull it out of that lake. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's crystal clear. There must be no fish in it. I picture it like that uh, that lake in Russia that the Soviet Union created by detonating nuclear ex- uh, weapons to efficiently create a lake. And it's still incredibly radioactive to this day. But it's like a big Instagram thing where it's like the deepest artificial blue from the radiation. I picture that being this this watering hole in West Virginia. <laughs> I gotta oh. I gotta look at the. Do I have to go? Hey Google, what's the name of the radioactive lake in Russia? On the website, there's several. They say Lake Karachay, small lake in the southern Ural Mountains of Russia, That's left it. between 1951 and 1953, yep. was used as a dumping site for the radioactive waste. Nearby C A P L Y A B I. Okay, 65. Yeah, yes, that, storage and yeah. That I think that's actually considered the most toxic lake in the world. I watched a documentary on it. Correct, like, yeah. A week ago. A yeah. week ago? Yeah. Jeez, your, li- your liquid like time, time is uh, uh, flowing here. Yeah. I also enjoy, I watched something on it too. So, uh, as for fish, um, I mean, does he want to know the difference between tilapia and salmon? Because I remember once we were talking about fish while I was getting a tattoo. Don't ask me how it came up. Someone else was talking about it. I'm in the chair, no. and the guy is uh, saying he's tattooing me, and he turns to the guy. He goes, I wouldn't feed tilapia to my dog, okay? It's garbage. <laughs> Which, well, he states directly that he knows there's a difference between tilapia and salmon. So, I mean, it, obviously, the quality understanding is there. Yeah. But I think it's just about, like, nice ways to cook fish. But then again, I, it, it's going to depend on the actual, like, slab of fish that you're yeah, I wouldn't ever buy tilapia. They can grow that in buckets, and it's just gross. Uh, yeah. So, trout's very nice, though. It's very similar to salmon and, and more affordable. I had trout the other night on the Discord in the What the Food channel. I think I put... Yeah, I had, I had trout on there. Very delicious. Uh, my favorite way to do it... Hmm, I'm really partial to having it on some pretty good bread with like some sort of spread, either like uh, a Swiss... Or something with some roasted garlic and dill, and then you know quickly pan frying a uh, 
a salmon or a trout or not tilapia. Maybe uh, maybe it'll be like I don't want to say cod, but uh, swordfish. You know, anything like that, and just putting it on bread and then putting some more dill on top and having it. That's that's a favorite of mine. But I've also made it other ways with like you know lemon and bacon and you know stuff like that. But yeah. Lemon and pepper is like generally my go-to if I'm just like cooking it for myself. Like uh, usually I'll have like halibut. And keep the skin on. Not only is it nutritious, it's it serves a purpose and it's delicious too. And it adds nice crisp. But what you do is if you get a nice fillet that has skin on one side, what you do is you like uh, score it with a knife on the non-skin side. So what you do is you put that down in the pan first. You season it, whatever you want to put, not too much salt, pepper, whatever. Throw it down that side, the scored side down, non-skin side, and, you know, cook it, and then flip it over, because the skin at that point will insulate it, and the, you, you score it so it does not curl up in the pan um, at that point, because it'll it'll curl if you do not score it, or it can curl, depending on the, the cut, or how thick, etc. And then you can uh, do the old French method of uh, basting it with the little olive oil butter, whatever, in the side of the pan, tilt it and baste it over it. But the skin will insulate it so you don't overcook the fish that way. It's not like this gross thing. And also, it helps it from sticking to the pan, too, depending on your, your setup there, too. You'd rather the skin stick to the pan than have a whole salmon or something stick to it and tear. That's a, that'd be very frustrating. So I actually don't go on any kind of deep journey with the skin, but, I mean, that sounds great. Um, but the basting it part, like, that is actually really important for fish. You really don't want to dry that out. Yeah, and so you don't want to overcook fish. and. A thermometer is very handy. Spend ten dollars on it, get so you can at least get acquainted with when you know it's done. Otherwise, you know, if it's a little underdone, that's that's perfectly fine as long as you know it's been heated through enough. We have a postscript as well. Yeah, what what is this? Amazing fresh as well as maybe having the next day as leftovers for work or supper the next day. I don't know. I mean, about having fish as leftovers, it just better be a slab. But I don't know. Fish isn't something I try to have leftover. No, that sounds very unappealing. I mean, I'm sure there's... Uh, I can't think of like an appealing... Maybe like a soup, like a fish soup or something. You can have like an Insta Pot or a crock pot, make a fish soup, and that'll be fine to keep for a couple of days. It'll still be just as fresh as when you had it. Sounds awful. Like, honestly, I think I would rather just like turn it into mac and cheese at that point. Ooh, salmon mac and cheese. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Like, anything that's going to be like leftovers, I don't think can be like a standalone meat product. Like, I think you're going to want to turn whatever your leftovers are into something else and then having it ready to go. Um, and I think something simple like the addition of pasta is going to really help there. It kind of like be having a rare steak leftover for the next day. Would you ever want to do that? No, but I will cut it up and make an omelet with it. Yeah, um, well, omelet, that's interesting. Yeah. It's a pretty steak hearty omelet. omelet. I've actually made quite a few omelets lately. Like I actually made a sloppy joes the other day and then I had like extra meat left over and I just used that in omelets and it was delicious. Eggs are a staple of my life. Like, I have an excessive amount of eggs in my diet. So, postscript, P.S. What, in your opinions, is the best brand and flavor of popcorn? For example, what is all the food? Do you like getting those big tins with the three different kinds of popcorn around the holidays so you can pick from cheese, plain, or caramel? Abject. I certainly do not. Like, the only time, yeah, the only time I'll eat popcorn is when I'm at a movie theater and it has to be, like, the cheapest, grossest popcorn that I have to put the cheapest, grossest butter and, like, salt on and eat it while I'm watching the movie. And even then, that's super rare because I honestly just don't really like popcorn. That's the only one to make Black Widow better. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, something's got to make that movie better. At least it's not Wonder Woman. You can get, like, a... Wait, what? I said, at least it's not Wonder Woman. Wait, are you talking about giving the old popcorn surprise there? 
Dude's just a dick in the bag. Yeah, no, that's that we call it the popcorn surprise. Popcorn surprise. You gotta get the extra butter. <laughs> one. You um, cut a hole in the bag. Step two, put your junk in that bag. Three, you have a reach in the bag. Step four, you get your dick all disgusting, salty, and buttery, and it doesn't <laughs> right. feel good. Oh, dude. It's, it's a novel idea and how common. What are you talking about, man? Salt enhances the experience. Ooh, ooh. Talk about that. That sounds awful. You know, you ever say someone's got sand in their vag? You know, that's uh, salt in the dick hole is. Uh, no, thank you. Certainly, certainly worse. You know, you might as well just, you know, touch some jalapenos and then just go jerk off or something. It's great. Uh, habaneros and a little bit of fun. <laughs> Only a little bit at that rate. Only a little bit. Hey, honey, I just cut some habaneros. Want to go mess around? Uh, so, Why? as for the fitness <laughs> decision. Oh, you'll be screaming. Not that I don't have experience with that, and you know, I'm not not like I finger bang someone with habaneros in my hand, but they would be very discomfortable at, at that point. Yeah, well, that's dark, dude. No, I read it on Reddit once today. I fucked up by uh, wow, jalapenos and fingering. Up. Yeah, and I was I was reading this story, and I'm like, wow, you really did fuck up. So, uh, to my memories here from childhood, the only time you'd see those. Uh, those tins of the three different, you know, the, the plain popcorn, the caramel, whatever, would be like around Christmas time, maybe your grandmother's or something like that, and they would have it for decoration because it's like a Christmas tin or something. And then you'd open the tin up, and the popcorn's either in there, unconsumed and hard, and like, you know, that's one solid mass, or like it's. Because it was from last year. You know, more than that. We're talking years. Yeah. And you get told when you open it, don't eat that. <laughs> or, or it's still yeah, in the dude. bags it came in, inside the tin. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like uh, those Werther's originals in the jar. How long they've been there? As for my my brand of popcorn, I don't have one. I don't like that fake movie butter shit. I don't like that at all. It's I don't like it. Uh, Carrot has been continually yelling at me. Uh, have you gotten popcorn? And I go, no, I keep forgetting because there's never popcorn for a movie, which just seems to be kind of like this commercial staple we have. Yeah. Uh, but I like like a lower salt, although I like salty, uh, lower salt, not ridiculous, kind of like a kettle corn cook kind of thing. Like maybe like an Orville Redenbacher's Naturals. We'll, we'll go for that. Uh, I like the Orville Redenbacher's Naturals because there's never anything else on the shelf that seems halfway decent for you. That's fair. I never care about it being decent for me. I mean, I'm already indulging. I don't like the taste that. of that fake movie butter shit either. Like, honestly, it seems the- greasy and. Gross. I would rather I would rather get myself a box of Reese's pieces because you apparently can't find them any fucking where else. So I'd rather, I'd <laughs> they rather come in bags. You never had them in a bag, right? Well, the, the Reese's pieces are delicious, so I get the Reese's pieces I and I get myself sugar. like a large cherry coke and I call. You have cherry coke and a uh, Reese's pieces was was the yeah. that's that's a little the cherry is I don't know cherry coke is great. Uh... You know, if you like it, yeah, but having that with Reese's Pieces, that's a... Uh... Well, yeah, because, I mean, the Reese's Pieces are almost immediately gone, The usually before the previews end. And then you, like, drink, like, maybe a quarter of this, this cherry Coke throughout the rest of the movie experience because you're busy watching the movie. And Well, I keep saying you're, but what happens is I'm usually busy watching the movie, and I always forget to drink the it. Popcorn. Yeah, with, with, with my dick and someone else's popcorn. And then I... <laughs> And then I always forget to drink it. And then I don't want to take it with me because it's like this abnormally huge cup of like 
cherry ice. coke that's now kind of warm. Well, no, there's no ice anymore because it's melted. So now it's just watered down cherry coke. Yeah, that, that makes it. So awesome. the experience is great. Like when you first get it, it's just like the the experience like decreases as, as you watch the movie, though. Like if you're actually out and about doing. It's kind of like how you get divorced, you know? It's It starts off great, and then, uh, you know, and the longer it goes on, the ice melts, and it's not as fun as it used to be, and, uh, you know. Yeah. So now that we spend an hour talking about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's We're get talking to, about respecting our listeners' time. Uh, let's get to this, uh, this whole uh, splash of an uh, Yoshi P interview over 14 here that people God. have been talking about in all corners of 11, because what else is there to talk about in 11? Whether or not the game's getting shut down, apparently. <laughs> well, whether or not the game's coming back to console, because we had the PS2 guy we went on at length about with his, his meth-enjoying uh, sibling, or we had the 360 guy recently. Can it come back to 360? And now it's uh, more people. I uh, wish it would come back to console, like back in the day, you know? No, you don't. I promise you don't wish that. It's ridiculous. You think you wish that. There's nothing that the console offers you that you can't just plug a controller into your computer and enjoy a optimal experience with the fucking controller. Yeah. There's just nothing. It's just ridiculous because the 360 is ancient at this point and it worked like shit when it was new. So, and, and the PS2, why do you want the, they're, you know, they're almost legal at this point if you have PS2. How old is a PS2? When, when did that come out? It's like 2002, I think. Yeah, it's, it's essentially, it's legal. You could date your PS2 at this point. You could marry your PS2 without consent. Hang on, I'm looking at that. Hey, Google, how old is the PS2? It's going to be this whole episode. Sorry, I don't understand. Oh, uh, never mind. I don't understand either. Um, she, like, hung up on you. Excellent. I have to ask PlayStation, I'm sure. Ah, whatever. I don't understand it's, it's, either. It's See, old. Google shares my confusion. I do not understand either. Why? It's just ridiculous. There's nothing about it. I mean, I don't understand the nostalgic hang-up here. You, yeah, said, like, you said pre-episode already... it was a flex, and I'm like, hmm... We are, yeah. I, what I was talking about before was that, you know, those people who like always are immediately the ones who chime in and try to bring up, no matter what you're actually talking about at the time. Like you're having a conversation, someone just like randomly chimes in and they find some way to tell you that they played this game since like 2002, even though they haven't. Um, those are the those are the types of people who are the ones that wanted to come on console because they're doing some sort of like weird flex where it's like, I remember what it was like on console because I played back then. One of the original gamers, and I wish it went back to the way that it originally was. I played this game before it was only PC. It validates me. <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely dumb. Like, it did not perform well. The performance was awful. It looked like I was playing fucking Tomb Raider 1. Yeah, man. <laughs> Box tits and all. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like uh, three days ago, someone here posted on Reddit, has anyone continuously played since release? It's like, what is it? Why? What does it matter? Yeah, it really doesn't. It's changed so much. Like they put here, would be curious to see what your playtime is, <laughs> and if you have accomplished yeah. everything in the game. This is stupid questions. Have you accomplished everything? No, they're still playing. There's, right? There, there's definitely one person we both know that was constantly obsessed with playtime. Oh boy. Yeah, man. And I don't really get that from people. Like, like, why do you even care? Because, like, like, for me, for example, the amount of time I spend playing nowadays is actually very, very small. But I just leave the game logged on at all times because I have no reason not to. Like, I have multiple displays. It's kind of like trying to force yourself to play Zangief in Street Fighter online matches <laughs> and saying it's the worst character in Street Fighter, but you're going to beat people with it because it's the worst and trying to, like, be a, uh, a special person that's like, I'm going to do it because it's the worst thing, and I'm going to, you know... I've got something to prove. I'm different. 
Yeah, you know, different different for the sake of being a special flower. Like 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 everything's a matter of proving things and not just like just doing it. Yeah, sometimes it's just about experiencing stuff, guys. Just just go out and just do something because maybe you enjoy it, not because you have to like prove your ex about it. You know, not your ex is in like an ex. Yeah, I didn't want to go there, but you know, I'm glad you did. Not you don't have to prove something about yourself doing something in order to to get any enjoyment out of stuff like. Not everything is a competition. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll put it in the internet terms. You don't need to bring that break. You don't need to bring that big dick energy to everything. That big dick energy, like Yoshi P. Yoshi P. Man, this guy in this interview here. So they were doing, uh, you know, the little limited backstory that I have on this because <laughs> I didn't care. Was they were doing some sort of Final Fantasy fourteen uh, interview with Yoshi P. And he's sitting there with all these rings in his fingers, and he's like. He's like the Japanese version of uh Bon Jovi. No, no. Yeah, man. Not of Bon Jovi. Of like oh, uh, trying to think. Give me a second, I'll think of it. <laughs> I'm not gonna think of it at this point. Carrots here. No, you're screwed, man. Don't think now all you can think about is Bon Jovi. Well now Carrot's very mad she's taking your pillow. Oh no. Okay. So I love the podcast more than my wife. Uh, no, she's never said that. Uh, so he's sitting there with his uh, rings on, like Bon Jovi. Have you ever seen Bon Jovi? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I didn't get Bon Jovi from him. I got like uh, God, it's gonna bother me now. Yeah. <laughs> We're just stuck here. It's a whole. No, no. Now, now I'm googling it. I'm just. <laughs> I'm trying to. I can't. Never mind. Anyway. Uh, so he's sitting there with his rings, and he's got, like, a, a wine bottle. I can't even tell what it is. And he's got, like, this black goblet of a wine glass. It's made of glass because it makes that nice clinking sound. He puts it down. But he's got, like, this black goblet with his rings, like a... Uh... Oh, not Bon Jovi. I'm, I was, was going to say, Bowie. that's why I'm confused. You're David, saying... David Bowie. David Bowie. That's who I'm thinking. Uh, I guess he's kind of like a cross between uh, David Bowie and, and maybe, like, some... Uh... Some classic Rolling Stones or something. You the, know? the the thing that, that, that shoots into my head is is I get pictures of this dude starring in like a Japanese version of Labyrinth. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's more in place for Labyrinth, yes, but I don't think of yeah. I think of the artist, not the actor, when I think of David Bowie. Sure, man. So anyway, he's sitting there and he's got this interview from uh, this Pollyannic asshole who I can't stand with this distracting soul patch. Like it's this guy to me is like. Uh, the kind of guy who you'd expect in high school, but he's left high school 10, 15 years ago, and you couldn't tell that he ever graduated. He's, like, stuck <laughs> in that, you know, like, this, I'm trying to grow a beard and let me, like, fiddle with my soul patch the size of my pinky nail while I'm, uh, while I'm asking questions or listening, you know, it's, and just... You know, I never understood the soul patch. Uh, the soul patch can be fine, but if you're, this is going to be racist here. Oh no! If you're an ethnicity that can't grow facial hair, um, so say you're Scandinavian, because I've known Scandinavian guys who just can't really grow facial hair, and you're trying to really hard for whatever reason, don't do it, and then try and play with it because you already couldn't do it in the first place. So like, you're Asian bringing guys, attention to it. Yeah, Asian guys, Scandinavian guys, that kind of. If you can't, yeah, if it's like. If it's like a bad porn stash from middle school, don't, don't, you know. If you do not have the genetic predisposition to grow a beard, then don't do it. But so anyway, besides him, I'm just like getting distracted by this guy and how 
annoying he is. He's like that super hyped up. Like, <laughs> she shouldn't they have still worked on Final Fantasy XI, basically, is what he asks. And then Yoshi P puts down like his glass here, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to go off on this guy. And yeah, pretty much. Essentially, the takeaway from the interview was that Eleven's not going away. Uh, apparently, they said Eleven's growing, but Fox and I said before the show and our pre-show, as we always refer to every episode, that that could be a true statistic, but misleading. Because, you know, yeah. we don't know how many mules, dual boxes. I mean, we could be growing in accounts here, but it's an actual uh, measurable increase of individual accounts, not like uh, mules or anything else. It could be because you were saying your, your new link it, shell. It could also. It, well, yeah, I mean, I see new people flux back in, but how many people are actually new or how many of them are just returning? I mean, as long as sub count is growing, that's that's neat and all. But I just don't think that it's the. Basically, when people think that it's growing, all of a sudden people get excited and it's like, oh, well, that means Final Fantasy is going to get all this new content and stuff like that. Like, I don't think that it's, while while growing may be true, I just don't think it's enough growth that they're ever going to warrant actually putting out, like, real content at that point. Like, yeah, we get updates, we get a battlefield here and there, we get the continuation of, uh, of uh, not Rhapsody's, Voracious Resurgence, you know? But nothing on the scale of, like, and a Doolin launch or COP launch or something like that. Like not even, I, I guess it's kind of like on the same scale as like a crystalline prophecy is kind of what we can expect. So at any rate, and I was thinking of Steven Tyler was the uh, oh, okay. Aerosmith. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Yoshi P's like uh, without the hair, like a Steve Tyler with like the looks in his face, the, the, the lines and everything and the rings and the, the general kind of like not Steven Tyler's more like a crazy kind of guy, but just I got the Steven Tyler vibe from, from Yoshi P here. So I guess David Bowie and Steven Tyler's love child, which makes him rather cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you have this this man child here in the interview here, and he's asking these Reddit s questions and like coming off like just the worst kind of poster. And the Yoshi P goes on about how you know the game is kind of growing and how they're looking to virtualize the servers in the cloud uh in the cloud instead of just saying a cloud service. I don't know what they'd pick. Maybe they maybe they have their own cloud. Who knows? They are a big company. So I I doubt it though. I don't know the, the structure of SE and how they're uh Yeah. Yeah. We can only speculate. Felgar would have more input on that actually. I don't think we can ring him up here, but uh No. <laughs> I don't think he'd want to be on. I don't want to be on. I want people to hear my voice. So I, I mean, so they're trying to do. He did talk about it last night, so we can say you know he was he was very excited about this interview that was not intentionally an eleven interview or commentary until about fourteen, but it did come up. And he was talking about how the servers would never shut down if they virtualized them because their cost would be so dramatically lower it wouldn't make sense to ever shut it down. So that's very good news for all these people that are constantly uh, naysaying doom and gloom the game's ending because it's not. Yeah, so it's definitely not. And apparently, you know, yeah, you go. Well, it was really refreshing to watch this guy's interview, too, because the only interaction that we get from SE as XI players generally is just watching Mitsui P and Fujito put out this, like, really awkward, like, digest video that's yeah. like, heavily scripted. Like, you can see them reading the script, like, as they go. And then, like, you watch this interview from this Yoshi P guy, and he's also, like, XI follows, falls under him. And he just doesn't seem to give a fuck. Like he's just giving the answers like straight up. Yeah, and he's he was saying uh, his phrasing, his phrasing too. It's like we generally don't say this to the public, but and then he goes and says it. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. 
Like, you can see this guy's face light up when he says, we generally don't say this to the public. And, like, the guy went, like, he was about to, like, nerd out, like, for a second, he's getting special information. Yeah, this is the guy that I always appreciated at business meetings because he actually said what's actually going to, like, matter and change things rather than just giving corporate answers, you know? His entire persona and, and natural state of being is one which commands ultimate respect just on knowing who he is, being comfortable with it, and having the authority and seniority to just, like, you know, he's he's like he's like the head of a crime family. He's just, he, he, he just puts his glass down and what he says is it. That's it. Yeah, people listening, pause us right now. Go, go Google Yoshi P. Watch, like, a, a brief part of an interview from him. It's probably, like, three minutes. I'll link it Stop into the that. description. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and then go back and watch a digest, you know, for, for like, three <laughs> I'll, minutes. I'll link just, the just one like we compare. talked about with the, with the uh, undersea ruins in the background into it, because that's a perfect <laughs> yeah. example. Yeah, but just, just like, compare the, these, these situations. And, I mean, like, one guy is, like, clearly more enthusiastic, but they both technically work on the same project. I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like I would rather get my information from, from this dude because clearly he's just more passionate about it and so he also said that um they have the whole uh what was it expansion it wasn't an expansion but it was worded to be like a uh content storyline release we know they're releasing the story because of the racist resurgence but they have some sort of and we know they were releasing content because that means like battles kind of like omen is content or odyssey is content so they have some sort of plan coming up it's not an expansion pack that's not used. Um, don't get me wrong there. It's probably not an expansion. Um, at best, I would think personally, my two cents is we could hope for add-on scenarios like we had once in the past many times, yeah. many years ago. So we had like six of them. It was the worst thing. But, I, you know, looking back on it, I would rather have had them than not had them. So Yeah, I would always want to have more content than not have more content. Like, I may think that, like, a certain part of a storyline is like schlocky or something, but as you know, someone who enjoys criticizing like works as a critic and not just as like some sort of inflammatory idiot, um, critical <laughs> about stuff is actually important to the development of stories. Like even if that feedback never gets back to anybody, you can still discuss things on an intelligent level as to where like the successes and failings of these, of these points get to. And I, I you know, it's kind of an art in its own and yeah, like the story may suck. We might be really critical about it, but it's still something that's being provided to us. We're basically getting it for free and like we're getting like extra enjoyment out of a game we already play that we supposedly enjoy. So I would never naysay anything that they that they put out for us. I mean, if you do, you might as well just unsub. Like you probably shouldn't be playing the game anymore. Here, here. Um, as far as bad stories go, I was never more excited than happier for the worst story in this game, a crystal line prophecy. Yeah. Were you around for that? Oh, yeah. So Yeah, I was around for all three of them. For anyone who wasn't, A Crystalline Prophecy was the first add-on ever. It was like blazing territory. This is our attempt at DLC kind of thing. And it was the equivalent of some bad DLC. And it was so slapped together. And just... There was some production it was a value. Bunch of, it was a bunch of incomplete story beats about Aldo. And I mean, flushing Aldo out a bit more is actually a pretty smart way of going about stuff. But, but it was it terrible. Just wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't done in a complete enough fashion to where we actually... It was got like a couple kind of interns did it as like a, a high school project. It was like a couple interns for like, you know, this is our uh, development class here. We're taking yeah. an elective. You know, this is what we're making. Yeah. Uh, this is the short story that won the high school essay competition. <laughs> Therefore, essay is going to turn it into... 
like here's the winning entry of actual story it's yeah. it's like that episode of dexter's lab where like the seven-year-old drew an episode and they made it into an actual episode oh yeah I remember, remember that, that? Yeah, they completely voiced by him and everything. Complete dog shit, but uh, it's an episode, all right. So, um, there were production values in ACP. Like the final cutscene was actually kind of cool. They had actual original music. Like, they put work into it. It's just still better than the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but what made ACP so great was two things. One, the last fight. The entire story was like it was incredibly quick. You do it in like nothing. It was it was not hard. Uh, but the last fight gave people challenges, and you know it came at a time when Essie hated Dark Knight for cracking clubs, erging everything, and uh, Abyssia came after this. Uh, had you know the uh, spirit damage from Soul Eater and everything, um, Chi Blast spirits within that was still nerfed to that day. And it started in ACP was the first time they did it. But it was exciting because it was like a fight. People had challenges in there was charm. You had to stand back and shoot. You know, it wasn't a guaranteed win. People would lose several times before they win. Just like old school Final Fantasy always was. But it was in a satisfying kind of way. So you paid $10 for essentially one fight. But what was great about it was everyone knew it sucked, but they didn't care. Because when it came out, the game was probably the most stagnant it had been at 75. Like, nothing was happening. People were talking about the game ending, and it was just nothing was happening. The updates were very lackluster, and no, there was, like, nothing... It wasn't nothing to do, but it was. It felt incredibly stagnant, and you, you didn't know what was going to happen. That was probably, looking back on it, maybe the most uncertain time of this game's, uh, you know, previous history that I can point to directly would be that time when ACP was first coming out. And then even after that, because it was so bad, everyone's like, oh, man, it's over from here. It was also kind of a precursor to how we actually receive rewards now, because this yep. is um, this was content where for the first time and we'd actually asked for this before. I remember people talking about it on forums and stuff like wanting this kind of this kind of reward. But we were actually able to build gear. Right. Um, you could make a helmet that was for your favorite class. And it was and, unique. Yeah. And, and honestly, honestly. They did a better job with these add-on, those three add-on rewards than they did with the with inspiring the Naomi set. The Naomi set is so bland in one note, but all of the different combinations back at 75 when it was more relevant, like nowadays there's clear cut options. I still have that helmet for Pump. Yeah, yeah. Like back at 75, like this armor actually did something cool. And it, it had like stats that you can pick from that wasn't available for certain classes or on certain gear. And it, it just basically changed your experience like quite a bit. And, and it still uh, looks unique. Nothing ever looked like this pieces of gear ever again. You're right, actually. I actually I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Um, actually, no, the, the Paladin set, that Gallia set, is actually one that they used for um, Domain Invasion. I think that same helmet is still the same thing. But the, it was uh, a the Mercury Warded Core... Oh, maybe the helmet, but the body piece was not. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I didn't see many people with that, though, because like most people went with... The, it was like a Paladin fast cast kind of thing. Yeah, I think the mage one was kind of recolored, but I think the robe itself is a little different than like uh, the other robes that came out of that. But who knows? I mean, but for colors and the way they look, nothing ever replaced them, especially and in terms of style. Yeah, like the pants from uh, the murky watercourse pants and body were never, ever replaced by anything. But maybe the the mage body was the, the actually the mage hat with the little moon on it looked great on Tars. No one yeah, wears it. True. It's great lock style. Uh, but yeah, like as far as picking that base piece and then picking the augments that go on it, uh, the, the augments compared to what you could wear back then, 
were so unique that and, and interesting that it actually built put flavor back into your character like when you when you were using it and what they did with Naomi, for example, almost seemed to mirror that, but it just fell flat because it was so uninspired and so basic well, across all approaches. You have to think, Naomi was inspired by Essie's new approach here of minimizing inventory. So as excited as Felgar is talking about how he can eliminate 40 inventory spots because of <laughs> Naomi every time we get on to fight Bumba and he's so excited, uh, it's Naomi could have been done in the same fashion. And I think years ago, if it was Odyssey was released years ago, they probably would have. But the new thing of how inventory is becoming so cramped, I think they wanted to eliminate some of that by releasing gear that could replace gear and not in a dramatic fashion. I think the whole attempt there was not to customize your job, unfortunately, but just to eliminate spots. It's true, but they still missed an opportunity to be able to do it, although that wasn't the goal. Like, it's still something they could have done. And I've had quite a bit of conversations with Martel, actually, about it. It just keeps coming up because he's so salty. But if they had done something like that, where you could pick something specific to a class that you really enjoyed, um, like getting better MDD gear or SIR sets for Paladin, for example. Or picking the augments. Talking to. Yeah, or being able to pick those augments specifically or, or whatever, instead of just getting like three static choices based on a path, you know, uh, I think they would have had a better way. It, just designing it that way would have been a better way. And we still would have saved space because these are things that we could have customized our armor with and been able to replace other pieces of gear. So I, I don't know. I, I just think that there was an opportunity that was missed based on a template that they had done in the past. So like the information was already there. They just had to reach out and grab it. Correct. And if anything, the pet gear completely dropped the ball on that. The the those pet yeah. the just dropping that. I mean, a five percent increase the damage may sound hunky dory, but for a pet, that's that's nothing. It's but it's only on two or five pieces and like yeah, the, and the other not, the other three pieces were like nothing for a bonus yeah maybe many years in the future when they have other pet percentage pieces it'll be like oh man you need to use this body because it stacks with the other pieces and multiplies and it's like you know you gotta you gotta have these other pieces that are like from Niame to make this whole set really good and it's like maybe uh 10 years in the future we'll be doing that but until then they really screwed pet jobs again why use it too because in some of those other slots if you look at the pet gear from the tier threes you get like level plus one for your pet, which is significantly more important than like plus five to a stat. Yeah. Like why would I? Why would I ever wear that over the over the other piece? Or how about uh, haste? My pet could really use some haste. Yeah, for pups, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure it would help beast a lot too because you do need. Uh, well, not as much as a pup, of course, but. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't have an aimer, um, the pets have an absurdly high double attack rate. Like it's like sixty percent or more. So it's uh, it, it, it's it's less exciting on Beast. Plus, if you use your one hour, you get 10% job ability haste as well on your pet. We'll see. Like, basically, it, it, it's it's less exciting. Plus, you get a whole bunch of TP bonus and stuff. So, like, everything you execute as far as ready moves on Beastmaster are already jacked up anyway. So getting to, like, 1,000 TP might be a thing, but you might as well just spam a ready move every, like, 10 seconds or so. It's probably just still going to do more for you. Most of the time. Like, I'm being super general about the play style. But... I do like what Yoshi P said, though, in the interview um, that stood out was, I believe memories deserve to stay alive. So essentially, uh, as long as he's in charge of the project, which he seems like he will be, I don't think they'd replace him. Uh, I think he would do right by us and keep this game going. So do whatever you want, enjoy whatever you want. And, you know, the game's not going anywhere. 
Yeah. I, I like the moral of the story that, that we're coming to, yeah, is that it's not going anywhere. So all the naysayers who say it's gonna be shut down, like that that resurface every three months. Well, here's documentation from SE saying specifically that they have no plans of that happening. And shit and businesses can change, but you know, whatever whatever downward trend that you happen to experience in the game for 15 minutes before you logged off and decided to to come to that conclusion that the game was shutting down because you didn't have a great time has no bearing on whether or not the actual game is going to shut down. Yeah. Um, I do like how he also mentioned that the game's still profitable, which is always, of course, important because they do run a uh, yes. a thing, a company, a business. Yes, and a business does not like to hang on to things that are not profitable. Oh, are we done with the Ruomoko video for Beastmaster here? Because I wanted to read this one comment from the Reddit thread here I read to you, Prisha. Honestly, the, the information in it is fine. Um... He says some interesting things about Falcor, where he had some difficulty doing Fantod, and uh, basically there's a there's a Zerg method of using the the hippogriff bet, and he, he makes it sound like it's hard to do, but I, I witness it being done all the time. So um, don't look at that and be like discouraged that it's like some sort of like ultra elite technology to like make that work. Um, it's not ultra difficult elite to technology. Yeah, it, it's not difficult to heal your pet after using uh, after using Fantod just focus on doing that if, if you're going to use it to annihilate a mob because it, it's a very strong technique that people often overlook um, doing a hoof volley to hoof volley i think is what it is or it's heel kick to heel kick um but doing that with unleash provides insane amounts of damage like i i've watched uh i've watched uh, Beastmaster solo many crazy things many crazy fights doing like 60k plus um uh heel kicks or whatever just spamming them um, and then they're also creating their own self light skill chains for like matching up to cap damage. Like it's it's nutty. Would that make the Nayame path C then? Or is it no path D for pet? Because um, C is nuking. Would that make D very worthwhile then for that scenario, but very lackluster for nope. every other? No, it wouldn't. No, um, you're <laughs> probably better off getting like pet level plus one. Honestly, well, it's on the slot. body. You don't get pet level on the body. Yet. Oh, you're talking about the body and the legs. Yes. I honestly don't know. Like when it comes to single hit, I, it's something I would have loved to test actually to see if it actually increases the damage in a, in a fantastic way. Um, the axe does great things for like TP replicating moves. Like the the axe does, definitely increases your damage pretty substantially, and I, I mean Agu's axe when I'm talking about that. It's gonna say, and it and it sounds like based on the augments that are on the Naomi gear that that provides another ten percent increase. So you would it would be noticeable in the same way, but I honestly don't know if the augments actually work in that same way for Beastmaster Pet. That's because there's you know, almost no testing on it. At least not that I've seen. Like, I haven't really seen the... I, I could reread the, the Killer Instinct forum, but honestly, I, I just haven't really seen anything about it. People got so awestruck by the uh, weapon skill damage pieces that it just everything else just kind of gets overlooked. So, the comment here is from generic username 1776, and it says, Ruamoku is legit. I hope he actually does start up a second channel on IRL history like he mentioned in WTF and Vonadil. I would enjoy some good history content. I've had a void in my soul since the History Channel dumped Hitler and the Egyptians to make shows about aliens and rednecks pointing their stuff off for meth money. Beastmaster still sucks, though. So, fail troll is a fail? Yeah. But I, I do think it's... You wouldn't expect someone to be like... Uh, we don't have too many listeners, uh, so it's kind of funny to me to see someone... Listen, I guess they probably just listened to it because Rua was there, and I enjoy having Rua on the podcast. It was really fun, and he's welcome back. 
but I don't think our relationship with Rua, especially mine, I don't think mine's ever going to be good with him. Uh, you and him have more potential for a relationship in that case, but uh, I also don't want to make it seem like he was here for any kind of like uh, uh, publicity. I didn't want to say, no. I didn't want to name drop. So I had to, yeah, yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to stop my, I didn't want to name drop there. Uh, I didn't want to say no, he, I mean, he was our, like our backbone or anything carrying our entire operation, but. He's literally on the show, like in his early days of Beastmaster, I was a heavy influence on him actually becoming one to begin with. So like, we're just talking about what he's released in, in regards to Beastmaster. And I'm glad the information is getting out there to more people because let's just face it, regardless of how good the job actually is. If someone who has enough popular opinion says that the job is good, it's going to go a lot further than actual facts. And that's just the sad truth about it. So I'm just glad that he's getting the information out there so more people can play Beast and there can be more conversations and more angles of approach of being able to discuss the job. Because right now, if we get like an entrenched few that are diehard about the job, myself was included, like myself, Rua Falkirk, not saying that we're all on the same level or anything like that. Um, but just people who care enough about the job to want to put out content and bring awareness to it. Um, if we don't get more opinions on that, really, we only have our own to go on. And if we can broaden the discussion about it, it's only beneficial. So I'm just glad that he's putting the awareness out there, to be totally honest. And I'm just also glad that the information within is beneficial as well. Like it, it's it sells the job, and I think that's uh, that's only a positive. It's a bit of a double-edged sword in my mind because the type of people that latch on to him and also there's a bit of that messiah complex. People like like start worshiping him for whatever reason, which I'm sure he's not thrilled about either, but or at least I'd hope so. No, he, well, he said before. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, to us, but we're not going to share anything else about it, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Um, took me a second to think of exactly the moment you were referring to it's been a while yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was it's, last it was covid times yeah i mean it, it 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 boils down to when people like hear these personalities talk about stuff and then they take it too far or they they just can't they, they just can't stay anchored in reality like like they it almost becomes like these people who are trying to provide you entertainment or knowledge or a combination of uh it, these people sometimes feel like they're just owed this information from you at a point, you know, and that's kind of what he started to experience is, is what I'll say. And yeah, and honestly, I, everyone goes through that, that point. People. Yeah. You, Cause you get don't, people, don't be a shit bag. you get people, don't be a shit bag. You get people that want to take for themselves because one, they're very curious, but then that drives them to like, I want to know what everything you can tell me, tell me everything for my benefit. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen, uh, I see it happen to you too, which concerns me, but I've seen yeah. it happen to many of what I would consider the trailblazers of this uh, game and community. I've seen that happen to where they just get overwhelmed by the responses and nature of people who just want more from what they're being provided because why would I do it? This person has the answers. Uh, give me more to my specific questions. My specific needs. What weapon do you think in my case would be? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they just they just don't stop and they don't accept it. They don't, you know, take it and run with it. They they want more and they'll never be satisfied because they want someone to uh do whatever they need or want, better said. Um, but yeah, I, I also I get concerned at the type of people too, because when you look up to someone like that, uh the newer Reddit kind of people or the I don't want to say they're lower tier because they're Reddit, 
but <laughs> we've been I will. To, we, you will <laughs> we've been on that road logically i know they're not but uh something keeps uh showing otherwise <laughs> um you just get like this this the type of people that come to the job too don't make it better <laughs> but i get the tells as well of these people are just like i don't know what their deal is i don't know but i got all these tells like thank you so much for this and that i just i don't respond to them so I'm sure people have listened to this and sent me tells. I get tells about the Blue Man stuff. I get tells about everything. I get tells about the fucking crafting guide I made years ago, and I forget if it even exists. <laughs> I got one about the thanks for their leather crafting guide. I'm like, oh, I made one of those. Oh, seven yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. And it's like, I, I'm, I'll respond to the leather crafting guide or something. But the general tells I get, I just don't answer people. And I'm not AFK. If I'm on the game, generally, I just I log off. I don't AFK, really. Uh, I'll put a way up a lot of time too i'm in the vicinity i'll see your tell so i'm ignoring you if i have not answered you just so you all know i've ignored a lot of people send me tells if i'm balls deep in an event i i will straight up ignore somebody and it's not to be mean or anything it's just i'm doing something like this is i actually play this game for fun it's not just for your enjoyment yeah um but if i'm just like standing around and i happen to notice somebody sent me a tell and they're just like oh thanks for the podcast i really enjoy it i i usually just shoot them back a tell that says Oh, glad it worked out for you. Hope you learned something. And then usually there's no conversation. Afterwards, you know? Yeah, correct. That's another uh, so reason I, I stopped mind, doing it. I don't mind doing that just to give the person like some acknowledgement because it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'm glad that they got some acknowledgement. I'm glad that they got something out of what I provide, you know, but I am as well. People, when, when they take it too far, like that's like when they take it past that point, like I'm glad that they don't have a conversation with me afterwards because I don't know you. Like, I don't know you as a person. I wouldn't mind getting to know you if the situation was correct. But just because I'm more publicly available than, like, the next person, right? It doesn't mean that I, I all of a sudden am here to get to know you. Like, like that's not part of my job description because this isn't a job. <laughs> I'm, shall you say, a social butterfly. So, yeah, much more so, yeah. Yes, so I'm happy to fuck around and shoot the breeze. So the fact that I'm not responding to people <laughs> is is a big thing because I generally... I mean, it depends. You would, you would think our, our stance on this would be reversed, actually. No, I, I feel I have your stance and you have my stance. You'd be happy to get to know them. I'm generally, yeah. I'm generally not happy to get to know people because they're generally not someone I want to get to know. That's just the truth of that. Um, I don't like pleasantries much. So, like, if we become... if Like, if you have to come at me in a different way, you can't thank me. I don't want your thanks. If you want to thank me, then you don't have to say you're doing something, but... I mean, you shouldn't because then it takes away from the entire thing. You want to thank me? You know, talk to people, edit the wiki, uh, subscribe to the YouTube, become part of the conversation when we talk, share your food, you know, just be a person like you would be. And if you fit in, then you're in. If you don't fit in, then it doesn't matter what you did. But if you want to thank me, go do something like edit the wiki. I don't want your thanks. I don't, I'm annoyed to get your thanks. It doesn't, I didn't do it for your thanks. I did it. And if you're helping contribute to the reason I did it, then that's all that matters. So, anyway. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like the good mornings. It's like, yeah, I know the fucking time of day. Thanks. That's true. Like, I'm not doing it for anyone's thanks either. Like, I didn't want that to be the impression. Um, it's more so that I don't think I, I have can that understand impression. someone's appreciation. Uh, okay. Well, the difference is I don't care about their appreciation. If they want to show it, then then be part of the process. Otherwise, your appreciation is good for you. I mean, good for you. Feel good. I'm, I'm, I, I can be happy that other people are happy. I'm happy you feel good. But I don't care. 
though. So <laughs> that's I gave it. you a list of gear sets and you appreciate it. Well, I, obviously I can be honest enough to say, I don't care. I mean, people can say that's dickish or whatnot, but I'm not going to pretend I don't care. That's fair. I want to be friends. I can't, with I can't say that I don't care though, because like I, I, I love, and, and it's for selfish reasons. Like I, I would like to see people actually benefit from the time that I'm taking right now to talk to you about stuff. Yeah, like, yeah some of it is entertaining, right? But I would like, you know, my efforts to at least contribute in some way for people. And, and, and in that sense, I do. Yeah, I care in that way as well. But when it comes to having people reciprocate that, I feel a lot of people think that they, they're happy that they got help or information and that's good. But then a lot of people feel like they uh, want to show their appreciation or return the favor, and it, like uh, it clears their conscience to just be like, "Thank you for everything <laughs> you do." And no, it doesn't. It doesn't clear your conscience. Stop, stop, stop kidding yourself there. But um, you know, I, I get that impression from people sometimes. And some people are just think it's cool and they want to be friends. But you, you, as I said, you have to come in an abstract manner. Just you know, if you said something stupid, you'd have more luck than uh, you know, thanking. So. As your uh, post to the Azura Yell channel always show us. Oh, yeah, that was good. Demonstrates. Oh, yeah, last night it was good. That was uh, Krondizi, I think that person's name was. Krondizi. Yeah, the, the Deezy really fucking lets you know that it's going to be. Oh, God, Yabo posted a Will Smith gif. Oh, man. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's from Bad Boys. Oh. So let's get into some of these questions here now that we've spent almost the whole episode uh, talking about everything else. <laughs> okay, so I guess the most important one is, oh, what is a master trial? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You asked that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that one was yours. Uh, I'm just glad someone came in there and pointed out to Zahn that I do know what a master trial is. <laughs> right. So yeah, we're, we'll look at that one. Let's see. I have to scroll through to find Zahn's. Uh, thing. It's hard to put a glass of Gruner down on a bed. It's not a level surface. Uh, let me scroll. I don't have a mouse, of course, so it makes it more difficult. Oh, this one. Uh, I think this one is the. Uh, well, okay. So we have we have one, but I'm, I'm going to skip it for now because this this is um, pretty special. What does an interview consist of? I don't know where that came from. I was confused when I he don't asked know either. It was like out of the blue. When he asked that, I was fucking, what is that? What's funny is like we were at the time talking about the pre-show interview. I thing know. That's what was we weird. watching the Yoshi P thing. So like I started thinking like, what is there like spyware on my computer? What's going on? <laughs> fucking the KGB Zon here is uh, right? listening in. Big Zon's watching. It was weird. It was weird how like on the nose it was yet out of the blue. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Membrane versus mechanical keyboard, Zahn asked as well. What the hell is a membrane keyboard? A typical keyboard? Well, time to uh, <laughs> go Google dive in for that one. Uh, should I ask? Well, is asking going to show you what it looks like, though? Mm, I'm picturing like when the key pops off the uh, like the keyboard and you have like that square uh, cutout and there's like that oh. silicone with like a, a, a trigger beneath oh. it. That's like, I figure that is like, is that a membrane keyboard or is it like. Something out of like Alien, where it's all goopy, <laughs> and it's not from yeah. Jizz. They're just—it looks like they're just soft cushion keys, like a silicone keyboard. Yeah, like one you can like roll up and take with you that no one ever does. Because why would you want one like that? They're one of the ones with like the tacky backlighting. It looks like generally in like most of these shots, that's the case. But it doesn't look like you have to get it that way. But yeah, it's it's like the the keys that are are clearly not mechanical. I think so. A typical keyboard. 
No, it kind of has like a like a sponginess to it when you're. I, I think I've actually typed with one of these before. Um, one of my old. I work think I've typed one. with this before. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to it's hard to explain, but honestly, it doesn't really change the experience much about the keyboard. Like you're just typing. It, it's um, it's not like I'm getting carpal tunnel in my fingers. I don't need a therapeutic keyboard. It it's just a typical keyboard. I yeah, t- I typed exactly. It's the, why couldn't you just say it's a normal keyboard? <laughs> because there's still other things to it. Like it it has a uh, like rounded edges and it's it's like a level kind of like lower half the side, height of a key kind of. It's like a typical keyboard you when, get with when your, you when you push in the key. There's a difference. Like you'll be able to feel the difference between. Well, mechanical keyboard you feel the click, which I hate. I'm, I don't I don't like mechanical keyboards. They're fucking noisy too. Yeah, they they're called membrane because there's a there's a picture of it. Like if you're on Google searching it, like a little further down, there's actually like a, a picture of the membrane in the background. It's just like this, this spongy thing that just kind of absorbs the like when you push, it just pushes against this pad basically. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's got the cutout and it's got like that the pad beneath it, and it, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking I, about. I would never actually notice a functional difference between the two, to be totally honest. You would notice as soon as you touch it, you feel it. Well, yeah, but it's not something that that I would actually pay attention to. Like, if I was like, "Huh, let me compare these keyboards side by side." Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it, it gives like, you it like gives you more feedback when you use them. So I understand wanting feedback, and you know, yeah. It, well, it still like matters almost none. Like at the end of the day, you just need to use a fucking keyboard because you need a keyboard. Yeah, some people play like competitive FPS or something. So I don't know. Oh yeah, I guess. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna go big, and I'm gonna go over the big leagues in StarCraft too. Gonna go Counter Strike. Try to get those uh, Korean sponsorships. WASD versus ESDF. So keyboard, like, who uses ESDF? ESDF. Who the That's fuck so uses weird. that? Yeah, why would you? I've never heard. It's always been WASD. I never heard of ESDF. I'm trying to think of what kind of advantage that would truly give you outside of being different than your normal typing state. Perhaps they're on a non-qwerty keyboard. I guess. Perhaps they're like I don't know what countries use non-qwerty, but. But typical China? typical typing style, like the the reason why you like you have that notch on the F key and the J key is because it's how you're supposed to be able to feel out without looking. So Ray Charles right can compose his songs on his Apple. Yeah, yeah. Ray Charles can come in here and he can just like completely blaze through everything on this keyboard because you know exactly what it is by feel. If you shift over one, it doesn't look like it's providing you any advantage, except now your your index fingers can touch because they're now on the G and H keys. Shot in the dark here, but I think those non-QWERTY keyboards that would use an ESDF uh, would be like they have some sort of like tildes or, or some weird sort of key combination to use their language. Maybe it's like Russian or, or some sort of like... I don't, non... I don't want to know what kind of dark magics these keyboards <laughs> are forged out of. Well, the same thing was a major monitor. Yeah, right. One day you're going to get an energy efficient one. It's not going to make your house a million degrees. We need to run your your house at 43 so you don't burn up in an inferno. That's not true because the cancer this monitor is providing me will end me <laughs> long before that ever happens. Oh, I got my I did my 23 and me and got that back today. I shared that with the Discord. The what? My 23 and me? What is 23 and me? You, I didn't see that. You know, I said to someone else and they go your wife's 23. I go, "No, what are you talking about?" Is this more crypto shit? No, it's not crypto <laughs> shit, isn't it? <laughs> I have been farming booze. I I know that's a uh, that's a thing <laughs> on Spooky Swap. So outside of my DeFi, um, 
No, 23andMe is the genetic test where it tells you, like, your makeup, your health predispositions. Oh, that's why everyone was talking about, like, weird Neanderthal shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrots oh, okay. got more Neanderthal than 70% of uh, 23andMe customers. I'm only 25, so suck it. Oh, boy. Is this something you had to, like, swab and send off? I had to, no, no, there was no swabbing. I had to continually spit into a tube. You would think spitting once would be enough, but they need a, a quite, they have a line for the sample. So I, I spent a few minutes, uh, you know, spitting in a, in a tube until it reached the line. They got to make sure that you've done enough work to know that there's enough tests behind it. So that way, when they're randomly generating your result at the end, you feel like you've done a good job in making sure that result was accurate. I learned that Carrie's better at spitting because she was done in like a third the time that I was. She was like a couple spits and done, and I was like, <laughs> trying to spit in this fucking tube. Uh, that is not what I look for in a wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, good to know you salivate enough, honey. Good to know. Just thought I'd mention that. That's fair, man. All right. Not I was kind of wondering what those were, and then I saw pictures of it and something about so, sent Neanderthal, and I just didn't care. I'm 0.1% unknown, so if anyone's ever wondered what's wrong with me, it's that 0.1%. I believe it. Yeah, makes sense now. But now we were saying, uh, you were saying cancer disposition that came to mind, because apparently I have uh, a heightened, slightly higher chance of developing uh, Alzheimer's, so I'll never remember any of this. Fuck you all. Hey, I'm supposed to, too. Cool beans. Yeah, man. Also said I have a 49% chance of developing diabetes between now and 80. So uh, I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be dead. That's it. Long before then, yeah. 49 is yeah. a pretty damn high chance. That got grim. <laughs> like, apparently, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we're at. You know, You're going to die of cancer, and I'm going to die of diabetes. Excellent. And that's everything for today's episode, folks. But no, okay, let's get to the questions here. Blue Spoons had the best question, so let's just do Blue Spoons' question. Because Blue Spoons is a fucking national treasure to this world. Uh, Blue Spoons asked, will there be a... No, that's fucking Chia with the Rua versus Fox Danger. <laughs> there will not be a math... Spoilers, option. guys. He doesn't really do the math himself, not from <laughs> what I've noticed. He doesn't even See, consult. It seems like... Yeah, it seems like it just kind of gets sent off to the lab for tests. See? <laughs> See, there is a rule versus Fox. You know, he waved well, to you last no, I'm night. Not, well, yeah, I know. I like I said before many times, I've got nothing against him. Like, there's there's like no bad blood between us at all. Doesn't I don't know why that me. randomly comes up. Well, I don't either. So more I don't abrasive. Bl- I don't. I don't blame him. I don't um, like him. But yeah, like there'd be no reason for us to have a math off. I'm. I mean, it's just a matter of getting the right information out there. That's all that matters. But uh, no, it'd be like. It'd be like it'd be more of a math off between me and like the rest of the people on the AH board at this rate. Like if you actually had to make a competition out of it. So Lasote which point Lasote asks, how many citizens of Asura does it take to screw in a light bulb? Okay. How many? Uh, I I don't know. I have to take- see you see, I thought it was like the preface for a joke and then it just kinda like trailed off. No, no, no. I mean he didn't he just asked. I I mean I could have made a joke and been like, I don't know, I gotta, you know pay some mercs to find out or something but i mean there's no there's no good <laughs> joke there you know i gotta watch the yell chat here to find out how to how to pay or put a code into the computer for more uh more light bulb screwing you know maybe that was the design maybe the design was to get you to just immediately go into game and just ask that to azura yeah next time i get on the first thing i'm gonna do is yell how many azuras does it take to screw in a light bulb i need to know 
see what kind of what kind of uh, amazing gifts you receive. I'll probably get Sabbath the Great yelling that uh, Jesus is everyone's savior and yelling Bible verses because of course it's fucking a Sarah. Why wouldn't someone it, be yelling it, that? Repent. It has, it has actual nothing to do with light bulbs. Repent. Or anything. Yeah. The light of God is your bulb. Worst troll ever, Sabbath the Great. So, so weird. So Blue Spoons, the national fucking treasure of this world, would like to know more about how I deal with the emotional hits I take every time I get and yell and get called bad names. How do you deal with it? I don't know. I got feelings too. You know? Oh, I see. No, I don't fucking care. Uh, right. Yell is great because there's always, as with the whole pre-show conversation with Fox was the tropes, like... uh the interviewer followed a trope. The movies followed a certain sort of trope. Uh, you got all your your, your archetypes there. Um, and it's just always like a repeat. Same thing with Yell. It's always some fucking stupid ass who is just saying something or a troll or something like that. And it's always like, and then when you say something, some white knight has to come in. Or someone that doesn't like me has to pop up randomly and say, you know, it's, just, it's always the same thing. It's, it's, like a, it's like a rerun of, uh, you know, Gilligan's Island every time. With, <laughs> with the it's Yelch. almost like Admiral Akbar can pop up and warn you about this. Yeah, every time. So, uh, every time. the emotional hit there is that I'm disappointed that the yells, ninety percent of the time, don't live up. Ninety plus five, six, seven percent of the time don't live up to their potential or any sort of entertainment value that they could. So, uh, the emotional hit there is my disappointment because I'd expect people to be decent, not like you know the yells are. Sometimes they're great, and I love them, but that's, uh, and, I can't and count. And when you live with this much done. disappointment every day, you end up just like these people's parents. Carrot gave me another one, so anyone doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get it down exactly. Excellent. Let me, let me just get her, because anyone doesn't know, on my BG page, I have quotes from Carrot throughout the years, and I put the year next to the quote. And uh, this one is going to be the quote of this year. I think there's already one, but there's going to be, there's been... A couple times there's been more than one that year. This is going to be the one for the uh, rest of the year here. Let me let me just get her here so she can repeat this. I'm trying to make this easier to edit out. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. We have our carrot in the line here. The produce department's in. And oh. So what is the quote of the year for me, carrot? Uh, everybody makes mistakes, especially you, Ryan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it from the horse's mouth. Especially you. Especially me. So yes, that's how I live with the emotional abuse of yells, is because everyone makes mistakes, especially me. And the mistake is to engage in the yells. Remember, kids, true failure is when your best isn't good enough. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So Zahn's thing here was it was a joke reference early in the week when you said we would do an interview. Uh, I guess I forgot to interview Zahn for they wanted to come on for something, and I dropped the ball there. What did they oh. want? What do they want to come on for? Uh, there's been so much podcast chat, I can't even scroll up to find it. Oh, well, I'll have to follow up with them later. I think he wanted to do... Um, I don't remember what job it was. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't think I've ever heard them talk about a particular job they want to play. I think it was... like, like I, I have no indication on the experience level of what's happening here. Uh, so, Zahn also wanted to know the results of your testing, Fox. How'd that go? Oh, for white mage? Yeah, your white mage testing. Yeah, I didn't do that. So uh, I did notice there was like some kind of like weird resist on a stun in Odyssey, though, that I, I freaked out about mid-run. Guys, guys, I just got a resist on stun. What resist? What, in Odyssey? 
yeah, when we were in Odyssey, I got uh, I got the actual resist message. What like resistance? No, 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 no. I I got stunned. Oh, oh, it's so you. The, the testing oh. that they're talking about is when I was talking about whether or not the 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 bar status actually showed up as a trait. At which point it would be able to provide the resist exclamation point message, um, because that that's an indication that a trait is kicking in that that check is actually resisting it instead of just your magic evasion. And uh, I got all excited because I was on Paladin and thought that I was in midcast at the time when that occurred, and that I had resisted solely off the back of the uh, the bar petrify that was on me because I, I had asked for it, and apparently it's probably not the case anyway because I think. Uh, Martel went out and tested it on Calibri or something. I, I honestly just want to put it to bed. Like I said on the White Mage episode, um, I actually hope someone else just goes out and fucking tests it at this point. I, I'm tired of wasting my time just to not get collaborated with later. Like Kind of like I was indicating at the beginning of the episode. Like I usually put my information out there for people to see or if I update it somewhere, usually it's kind of like explained in the notation somewhere of, of you know what I had done or, or whatever. I mean, as long um, as they use it, does it matter if they collaborate? Well, it'd be nice to be able to find out like where something like could be changed at or or like if something is wrong, like how they went about finding their answer. Like that's the most important important part about collaboration. It has nothing to do with whether or not like my name is tied to something because I could fucking care less. Like I've got notepads full of stuff that is just me testing shit randomly. So you could um, say stop, collaborate and listen. Fox is back with a brand new invention, some testing that grabs a hold of me tightly. I wish everyone would collaborate with me daily and nightly. No, there's no world where I will say that. Will the testing ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Please get on Discord and we'll go. But no, I, I'm, I'm actually hoping just other people go out and test it this time, honestly. Like, though the White Mage thing, there's like really low opportunity cost that you're losing just by putting up our Petro with, uh, with Barthundra. It's just a matter of it's whether fact you of feel knowing. like you want to be right. Yeah. I would rather just people know, honestly, instead of just constantly fucking speculating all the time. Um, it's just. I don't feel like doing the test, to be totally honest. Um, for once, I want to be those people who just look to other people for answers because it'd be nice to, you know, be that person for once. So, no, I didn't do the test. No, I'm probably not going to. Let's say 99 um, But I will bring up, like, if I don't. see something. Yeah. on it, But I will bring up, like, if I see something like that so that way I can have other people, like, figure out if it's refutable or whatever. Like, I, honestly, I don't think it should have to fall to Martelli. I, I think people should just actually try to find these answers themselves for once because that, that's mostly what I try to tell people to do, honestly. Like if if there's information you want to find out, then you know, go find it out, whether you can get it from someone who's supposed to be an expert or whatever, or just try to become an expert in something for yourself. I mean, the 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 joy of exploration is you know out there for you to find, I guess. Uh, Lucifer would like to know if we could discuss at length the hacks we employ to enter faster into Shimryu than a pro controller player can. Oh man, these are fucking good. <laughs> well, what what hacks were you using? Uh, I stood there and just kind of targeted it once, and it popped up that I could enter, and uh, and otherwise I didn't touch it. That's elite, dude. Like that timing, just a single time is all your hacks took. Yeah, yeah. I really just touched it a couple times, and that was it. I, I got the message, and uh, I felt like a complete hacker because Crondizi uh, here was spamming, and his head was going left and right. I just clicked it once on a whim, and I'm like, oh, cool, I can enter. You see, the way I do it is I hit left, left A, like maybe once a second until I get in. So I mean, obviously your your hack strategy is like way better than mine. 
So for those who don't know, this is an Asura thing because uh, Lucifer, I think, also asked if we can go on at length about how horrible Asura is. But uh, this, <laughs> this is not Asura. This is just Krondizi. And last night we were trying to do Shimryu um, for our gathering. We did a couple Shimryus. It's always someone, though. We did a farm for Odyssey. Then we did a couple more Shimryus with those merits. And Krondizi said, gotta love the K-hackers because they can't spell Q or they're Spanish. I don't know. Gotta love the K-hackers. And I said, QQ. And he said, fuck off without the U because apparently, I don't know why he had the C in there. He might as well just put FK. Um, That's usually what I do. Yeah. Got yeah. UPG. FK. And so why, why in the C? It's a lot of extra effort. But then they, uh, it turned into tells. I started teasing him. Did you get in? And he complained about, he's really tired about everyone using add-ons to K into this. And I said, I think you're just slow. And, and they had said that, nope, last two times I 100% guarantee I was faster. That's because it was spelled really bad. Faster than any person on keyboard. And I said, how can you know? And they said, because I've played this game since release. Oh, there's the Reddit thread coming back. I've played since release. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure this dude is just mad that he couldn't find the add-on that does it. Is there an add-on that does it? I don't fucking know, honestly. I'm sure there I, I don't is. think so. I mean, uh, when I when I had asked about it, I think Felgar said something about being able to send packets or something like that. Spam's so, an I NPC mean, in a rack packet. Exactly, yeah. So I assume that Windower can do that because that's how Windower functions, guys. It intercepts and, and sends and receives packets, basically. That's pretty lead. Um Yeah. I mean, I know I know how to like program itself. I don't really care what it's happening with like the packet end of things, but like I can write a Lua, and that's all I care about. So, Mister Deezy says, because I've played this game since release, and ninety percent of the time it's multi boxers. Proven keyboard is slower. Yeah, because those are statements that he somehow made a conclusion. I don't understand that, that, that. Like, doesn't provide any data or any insight. Just proven keyboard is slower. So I said, so then, how can you know? And they said, dude, I don't even know why I bother responding to you. The whole server knows about you. They all know. They know. They know also that keyboard is slower than Pro Controller. Turbo Controller, in fact, would be the ideal way. It's even better than Pro. I want to get that poster from the X-Files where, like, the truth is out there. Except <laughs> instead of a UFO, controller. I just I just want it to be, like, a picture of your blue page. <laughs> the truth is out there and it's got the, a Pro Controller sky. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That'd be great. You see, when the people are obviously not trolling, and that this guy's just, just like, mad and stupid and can't yeah, spell just, Q or guarantee, just mad and stupid, hundred percent guarantee. Some... That's the most fucking redundant thing. I a hundred percent guarantee. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I, I see people like that. I, I can never tell if they're trolling or if they are actually dumb. And honestly, it doesn't. Well, they're on a server, because, so they have to be dumb. Because e- either answer. Either answer is still someone I'm not going to interact with in any kind of way. I'm pretty sure I blacklisted that guy, actually. Probably. I like, I like should have, but I think he blacklisted me, saving the trouble. I prefer it to be the other way around. Oh. That way. Yeah, and I wasn't even talking to the guy. Like, that way they just can't like, see me. Yeah, just from what you were saying, and then like someone was like complaining about people trying to like hack the gate at Shinryu. <laughs> Honestly, that, that's just someone that I don't need to interact with at all. Them people getting in in front of me hacking. They be hacking. They be hacking. Also speaking, we have the cryptoling, uh, the canoodling crypto section of the Discord now. Since you mentioned, is this some stupid crypto thing? <laughs> yeah, canoodling crypto. Great channel. No one posting it with me. We have a bot too for crypto now. We don't have a bot for anything else, but we got a bot for crypto in the Discord. Maybe one day we'll get a bot. People can like assign themselves as like different nations or 
you know, some useful stuff. I don't know. Maybe someone can help me with that. Or I'll just spend time. I don't know. Um, so... I'm just not into crypto, dude. That's just a matter of having a bot and customizing it. I'm sure there's stuff out there for 11. Because, like, the Reddit terrible Discord has a bot that lets you assign your title and stuff. So, uh, like, nation-wise. So, I'm sure that's not too hard to find one and, can, and customize it. It's fair. I don't know. I just have, like, no experience with bots. Uh, be it, like, in-game or in Discord or anything like that. Like... I, I don't know. I think I just like interacting with things too much to actually make robots out of stuff. Like the, the closest thing I've ever come to botting was like Excel reports for work once upon a time. I, I actually made those pretty self-sufficient. But uh, outside of that, no. So here's one. So, hmm. Perhaps since it's a slower week without a topic, we don't need no topic. We're comfortable with ourselves. Talk about the regular things you guys do in game and which you look forward to. You're about to be bored out of your mind. Uh, I'm still trying to get Alexandrite. I got uh, oh, I gotta get tokens too. Those are the last two things I need. I need like fifteen thousand Alex and uh, half the tokens, I think, and then I'm done with uh seventy five. So if I'm done, I get seventy five now. I've I've made the mythic. I've made every mythic. There you go. Level seventy five done. Wow. Yeah. I just basically function as a support desk for people. <laughs> well, to be would, totally honest, why would you be I'm so bitter then, Fox? Desk. You're just support. <laughs> right? It's almost like you don't know anything about this. Yeah, man. Uh, but uh, honestly, like, I, I just, when I'm not doing an event with people and I am actually playing this game, I'm either just testing something, you know, and it might just be fruitless, but I just enjoy testing things. Or I will be, like, tweaking a job slightly. Like, I try to, every single day um, that I'm able to get on the game, which is pretty frequent because I'm in college, so there's not much else going on. Um but every single day, I, I try to focus on a different job and improve it in some way, in some capacity. So that way, my character is just always getting better. Um, and I mean, it can be small tweaks or whatever, but it's, it's just kind of like a slight improvement thing. Like, I, I, like to, I like to see the progress and see that, you know, the, the effort I put into even just stupid niche things uh, could be beneficial at some point to people. And, and I mean, honestly, it does come up quite a bit that, you know, some, some dumbass thing that I'm prepared for for some reason... Um, has come up and like saved the day uh, on more than one occasion. So I, I don't know. It's just what I like to do. Um, otherwise, like if someone asks and they need help and I happen to be like in an LS or something, um, then I'll just say, hey, yeah, sure. What do you want me to, what do you want me to help you kill? Um, usually Beastmaster will get a hold of me and we'll do something stupid. Um, either it's going to be like an omen run or we try to duo something as Beastmasters that we probably have no business trying to duo. See, at least you have someone to play with, because uh, uh, I have a wife that I can't even play the game with, because uh, <laughs> she's sitting here right now actually playing Harvest Moon. What is that? She's playing some Harvest Moon in the DS. I don't know. Which, I didn't even know the DS wasn't made anymore. That's how uh, behind the times I am. Apparently, it's discontinued for quite a while. Well, speaking of LS, I happen to look down, and I see this dude who's like, he seems like a new blue mage, but he's like, yeah, I just did Savage Blade to Cannonball for 6,000 plus damage. <laughs> that's a, that's a wonderful world. Honestly, when, <laughs> what when, like, a wonderful is, world. Yeah, honestly, and I'm not even being to think about it right now. Like <laughs> I am. Oh, I know that. But, but I mean, I remember like back when I, when I came back to this game <laughs> and I was, I was used to <laughs> pre item level stuff and I wasn't used to item level stuff. What afterwards. level is he? Fox? I remember, uh, he's 99. 
Um, <laughs> but I remember coming back to the game and seeing something like five, six thousand damage, and it blew my mind because, like, I remember a thousand damage being a big deal, you know. And now I'm just like casually doing that shit on Red Mage or or some other equivalent job, you know. And like now we're just like cap damage, or I just don't care about he's, the, he's the actual cannonball at ninety nine. That's great. He's, he's doing good, his good thing, for you, bro. Man. Yeah, man. He's. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's living out those dreams and just playing the game, man. Oh man, that's that's uh did anyone introduce him to thrashing assault yet? His mind's gonna be blown. Right. Think of all the mobs he can finish off. I I can't I can't even be a jerk about it, because that's that's like a space that I <laughs> I, I wish I could return to, honestly. If like, fucking Ron like, Burgundy what, over here with the news break, you know. What once you delve into enough stuff in this game, like all of that magic just goes away. Like, like, I would love to be thrilled about that sort of thing. Uh, pool's closed. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes you just want the magic back. I just, I just, I that's, don't have... That's the right kind of nostalgia. I don't have gluttony to start. I don't uh, have gluttony to start. I don't have thrashing assault. All I got's my cannonball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blackbeard over here, living up his glory days. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just like to... I just like to be helpful in game. Like it doesn't help to have like some character that's like supposed to be super good or whatever. If all I do is just keep it to myself, like I just I just like to. Well, then why are you gonna like you know not show your test or anything more because people don't stop collaborate and listen? I don't know. I just don't feel like it anymore, honestly. Well, that, that directly goes against what you were just saying. No one's like directly asking for my help. I, this is just stuff that I decided to do on my own volition before. Yeah, but. But. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Cannonball. Yeah. God, if only we could get Draylo here for one second, just to say Cannonball. Get all excited about it. It's hard enough to get him Dude, here once. Honestly, I don't even think this guy stacked a sneak attack with it. <gasps> I think he's just freeballing this thing. Dude, did he at least use Eflux? I don't. It's How about not Cocoon? In, it's not in the text. Did it's he put a shield on so he get a little more defense? A Gembu shield? I hope so. <laughs> I think actually, if memory serves, the Acheron shield that you NPC um, from Sparks, it was actually the shield for Blue's defense. It was like the highest blue defense shield or something for Cannonball. It was something like that. It was like out of that or like the some Scutum or something. Something like that. That's good. <laughs> so all those times you NPC, it's a Cannonball shield, man. Yeah, I mean, I just looked down and mentioned that because that's the sort of stuff I see. And then like when it's not that sort of stuff, it's like people going out of their way to just pretend that they're more experienced than they actually are. And I don't know, it's, it's weird to see those people interacting with new people and then like trying to find a way to go in and fix the information without coming off as a jerk myself. So sometimes I just let things go because it's just not worth my time. Why would you care if you're seen as a jerk if you're fixing information? I mean, don't you want the information to be fixed? Yes, but the, the problem is, is that you would want to come off as someone who isn't the same as the person who's also giving misinformation and just coming off as a know-it-all. Are you insecure? No, not at all. I want my information to actually be heard properly. Then why are you... So what what I'm trying to explain mm -hmm. is that when you come off a certain way, someone has, a, has just a predisposition to just not believe you or just think that you're a know-it-all without any kind of real verification afterwards. Because being a know-it-all is not the same as actually knowing it. I know so this. when 
So when someone is coming off as that, it just ends up looking like some sort of like weird dick measuring competition where you can't verify which information is correct if you just come off that way. So it, it's it's not just about having the right information. It's also about being able to present the information properly so that it's received correctly. And that's the part that gets missed by a lot of people most of the time. Because otherwise, they'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. So are you really concerned that people would see you in such a way that they wouldn't be able to take your information seriously? I, it's not because that I'm worried about it. I just know that that actually ends up being the case. I still manage to find success in my information being taken seriously, even though I'm not, because I don't try to be. Okay. So, I mean, don't worry about it. I, I think you're you're confusing things here. I'm not worried about that being the case. I'm actively trying to make sure that it's just received better. Well, no, if, if you're trying to avoid something being misconstrued due to impressions you create, then you have a concern. You're worried about it. So don't worry about it. No, it's just a matter of doing things the correct and proper way. Isn't that a bit subjective? Yes, because my opinion is the only thing that fucking matters. Is it an opinion then? Yeah, it's my own. If if that's the way that I want to do things because I want to do it for the sake of doing it that way, then that is all that matters when I go to do it. In that context, I could see it, I, you know, but taking at face value, the statement's a bit jarring. Yeah, probably. So what I look forward to in the game, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I enjoy logging on. Uh, I'm not thrilled to grind out my detritus anymore after farming. I farmed a lot of stacks of detritus solo and I'm not thrilled to do it, but I get on and I can do it in like 12, 13 minutes on blue mage now. So if I get five, six, 10, 13 of them, then I say an average around nine then you know that that's fine it takes 12 minutes but i mean I, i've only soloed about five or six stacks in total like doing it hardcore or whatever and i can only bring myself to do it if there's like job cards i care about getting at the same time i have so many job cards i don't care about even ones i do care about i just don't farm them because i'm busy getting detritus so i mean I'm, when my vondra is eventually done i will have a few stacks of detritus just to throw at it without having to buy anything so there you go i've uh beat the game You've done it. You beat the game. You can moonwalk on out of here. Carrot no shaking her head at me due to Final Fantasy. Uh... Wait, no. I mean, She's beating saying... MMO is something you can put on a resume, man. Yeah, on a resume. Carrot saying my money's worth less. You could have sold that stuff for like 18 Oh, okay. I was going to say like, there was deflation. Like, so now it's like 12 mil. Yeah, but. I've been hoarding that stuff. It's just been. I've been using it, so I wouldn't have sold it anyway because I've been using it on my other weapons. So it's not like I would have sold it and then like kept the money and then rebought it later. I just I was using you it. Hoard your money, and, and that's why you're always broke. You're broke as a joke. So I usually am too. Well, I use my money for specific things, and I, I stupid ass things. Stupid ass things. Uh, do I use my money on you? No. Ouch. Hard <laughs> 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 my snacks. Karen says she's just trying to charge her DS and the charger is next to me. She could, of course, take it anywhere, but <laughs> she doesn't. She, she's shaking her head. Um, um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, what I look forward to, I mean, I look forward to playing with you guys, but often sometimes I dread it because I'll often be like in the middle of something and I have to stop that to go play with you. It's not like I'm ever like ready to go of my own volition. I'm always kind of like having to like change gears and stop whatever to go put that in the in the forefront but otherwise i mean i kind of look forward to playing with you guys because once i start doing it, everything with me i don't want to do it and then once i start doing it i don't want to stop 
It's a very weird way of being. But I would like to solo some more NMs. Um, like, I've had a solo in my mind for years now for Onika 4 with Blue Mage. I just never... I have the pops on me. I've had the, I've been sitting with, like, Worm Mulch and shit on me for years, and I just never bothered to even pop him once. Well, actually, I popped him in the past, but I have not bothered to pop him in, like, a couple years. I know I could do it if I pop him. I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's actually going to be really disappointing. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly why I haven't done it. So it's like, now I have to, like, think of a new barrier to put. I mean, if I did it, it'd be kind of like, okay, I'd find some... Some satisfaction in doing it. I mean, yeah, man, just up it to Album and call it a day. I don't know how I'd handle Album because the ads would just kill me. <laughs> I don't, maybe you could sleep them though. I don't know. No, the problem would be they would wake up at different times because there's so many of them. I would have to like start them and wipe, and I it's like the counter and everything and the HP down. I wouldn't be able to do them. Like even if I entomb the, I ads, think the counter would be atrocious. Yeah, the counter would be atrocious, and the ads I could entomb and sleep them, but I just wouldn't have enough crowd control. I couldn't solo them. It would not be possible. You can low man them, but I mean, I can't. I can't solo them. Um, other ones could be soloed, but they're just kind of like eh. Like if you soloed, I mean, Zerd be interesting. I mean, I don't know if I could. No, not not Zerd. I'm thinking of um, the the Aranus. Yeah, Aranus. Thank you. How did you know what I was thinking? Just because that one's actually a fairly viable solo. Yes, that I. I mean, I could maybe solo Aranus, but um, it would, it's not really as dangerous as people make it out to be. I like, think if the move ends. goes off, I I think so too. Or you can just tank them. Honestly, I think like, I can do it on pop. Frankly, yeah. Like we have some pretty defensive gear now, and. Like the mob isn't even really hard to hit. Like the evasion check just isn't really as. I was big thinking. People think it is a proper pup evasion set, maybe. And if that didn't work, maybe a proper pup counter set. And like the reaving wind is annoying, and it'll probably kill like trust if you have them out or whatever. But it's not something like like it matters more for like the pets it instantly kills because most people like to make sure that they're like mewing strats and stuff, and then people panic when like that strat crumbles when it's honestly probably not even needed. Like I, I we've had a we've had a fuck up before where I just yeah I just tanked right through the reaving wind until we rocked it and then we just continued to kill it. Like I don't think people need to actually consider themselves or concern themselves. I think the healing's or, a problem at that point because you're going to take a lot of uh, DOT. It's like a really high DOT. I think so. I don't remember it being a huge issue though. But I was on Rune Fencer, so like I was parrying multiple things and just getting healed. I'll have to reevaluate that fight. Yeah. So I don't know, like on the on like the blue mage end, but I think on like. A dancer wearing terms hands, or like a rune fencer wearing terms hands. Like I, I just don't think there's so many incoming sources that are either going to hit you for zero or just parry to give you plus 100 HP. So I think the mob's going to heal you enough to do it anyway. Like I, I know that there's videos of someone like dual boxing it with their rune fencer somewhere, but maybe room with enough phalanx plus could take zero from all the ads and just fight the ads and uh, yeah, weapon skill the boss. Maybe I mean it would take time to. I might probably run out of time to do that. With, the, with no buffs to make that happen. I don't know. These are the things we talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Let's see. The craziest job combinations you've tried on a whim and in, ended up enjoying a lot. So the only one that came to mind to me right away was a pup, scholar, beast, monk, summoner, ninja. So this isn't like a single job combination from a person that you've played. Like, like if I go like beast of paladin or beast of rune fencer and attempted to tank something, like that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about an actual party setup. Um, well, that's actually, that's a good point, because I took it as, like, party setup, not, like, going... See, that's where I got uh, confused, because I was like, why did you, you know, 
yeah, why did you list out like six jobs? And then I realized you were talking about a party and I was like, oh, okay. well, job combinations to me, it's combinations. Um, I don't know, because it would be that way. Either way could be interpreted correctly. I don't know. So what you're referring to, though, is the Pup Scholar Beast Monk Summoner Ninja that we would bring to Henwin. Yes. Where we basically auto-attack the pig to death. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, do you not auto-attack everything in the game to death? It's true. It's true, though. Like, I'm making fun of it because it's like a smorgasbord of jobs that we just have left over and that we hope apply enough damage to this mob because it's like mob three in our rotation. Pup is firmly, I mean, any tank can do that, but Pup in that setup is ideal for the jobs we have. I agree. I mean, it probably is a lot more manageable than taking a paladin. And I mean, the paladin would probably be fine, but uh, y'all wouldn't want to swing at Henwin ever. He's got super high counter. I did. He just doesn't do any damage back. Okay. Still. Yeah. What, what you what you have to worry about is if your if your block rate isn't capped on paladin, because you're um, if you don't block that, that, it's not terrifying snap. It's it's one of his moves that hate resets you. Yeah, but apparently, if you it, yeah, if you block it though, it doesn't seem to hate reset. It's barreling so, smash, maybe. I don't know. That's the I, one I that does. That's the one that does like a uh, critical damage, but it's not. The original way we went through and got all the V fifteen clears or whatever, I I tanked that guy on Paladin, and um, yeah, we had some trouble with it until we we had a situation where we just had like cap block, and then it just didn't matter. But uh, we had like like a similar approach though, just with better buffs because it's not mob three in a rotation. Uh, but we used a monk and a Paladin before, so that's why I went back to the monk and a Paladin again but just added more hand-to-hand -hand jobs that would also do well. So, like, Pup was naturally a good fit there. Yeah, because you can damage it without having to worry about it. Yeah. The yeah, it was basically another pup. mob. Exactly. It was, it, was an, it was another monk that had an extra utility to it, basically. But it's just a weird-ass setup. Like, there's no, there's no Dia. There's no... Oh. You get the beast providing defense down, but there's no attack plus. You have the Scholar to provide it's... in Brava, but, I mean... It's arguable that we don't even need the scholar. Well, they provide we, we don't. We don't always get Embrava. Yeah, because uh, our the person who goes scholar, unless they get a reset during Bumba, they're the one who does bolster. I don't uh, think we need the bolster. I we may not, but as far as like what actually occurs, though, uh, we very rarely actually get Embrava. We're basically just running off my Haska too, which is why having hand to hand shots and martial arts tiers is helpful. Yep. Which I don't, I'm not hitting the right tier, but I'm putting on, you know, both uh, Macha earring plus ones for at least plus 26 with my King Konkin, which felt really good. Honestly, like, and the only reason we have a ninja there is because that's the guy's only other job, really, that he can take in. Because yeah. we've used his other jobs <laughs> in every other fight. So he's at just least there he, on can, ninja because he can limit TP feed. <laughs> basically, yeah, he's just, he's just there to provide as much damage as he can because he just literally doesn't have any other jobs because we used him. Um, but honestly, I don't even think we need the Scholar, because it, it, we're at the point where Summoner doing the hate resets causes it to only stay on the puppet. So no one else really takes damage unless they're, like, dumb and, like, wanders in front of the puppet. Well, what's Abject going, then? Oh, exactly. I would say, like, some kind of DD, maybe. I could see it. What does Abject have besides um, whatever he takes, like, Red Mage, Scholar, uh, Thief, playing Thief he's, a lot. He's, he's got, like, Thief and Sam and stuff. Uh, so he's got nothing of use there. Well, the problem is, is that it's not about him having nothing of use. It's we're already using the um, the the blunt damage jobs because we use Warrior on Bumba and we use Blue Mage on Gogmagog. So 
and we use red mage on Gog Magog, so we can't even go red mage and spam. Uh, uh, and we use dragoon, so you can't even use staff. Not that you would want to. Um, right. Well, yeah. Staff uh-oh. is just. Let me let is me tell time you how bad for, staff is for some mage meleeing with a club here. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's get the black mage out with the club melee. I don't know if he's a black mage though, but I mean, he does melee on scholar. Like we're all in there just basically hitting it. Yeah. It's just the staff weapon skills are so bad that that. I mean, even with me using like friggin' gates and uh, like retribution, and uh, which is also pretty bad, but like gates and shatter soul are fine, but the damage is still pretty lackluster. What's the? Uh, is it the uh, the mace that does hexa strike? Is actually you wouldn't even use that. You would use Latoxic, but I think only a few jobs like Dark Knight could use it. Oh, the exalted one, the Latoxic mace. Lozotic oh. Mace, I believe, is the actual word there. I don't know if he's a Dark Knight. He he had a, he put a list in the Discord. I just have to I just have to find it again. Nonetheless, he listed out like all his jobs. But the the, the problem isn't the jobs that he has. It's, it's just the jobs we've used up to that point, and we just don't have a lot of great blunt options outside of using a, a monk and a, and a pup, which are going to be like obviously the best there aren't options. a lot of great blunt options in general in the game i mean we're gonna at the point where you're gonna be like can my geo use uh you know black halo please you know this is like you're, you're kind of out of blunt jobs beyond warrior pup monk maybe dragoon Dark and if Knight. the thing took like any real magic damage because magic damage is like heavily nerfed on that thing for some reason at least in my experience for it um you can't even like save the geo for that fight and have them do like magic club weapon skills which is what they really excel at so yeah, I don't I don't know. Do you have any combinations of jobs, like setups, or maybe just some odd sub job that you really like? So we can do both, I guess. Uh, I really liked our setup for V10 Embos. Yeah, that was actually that felt really good. Um being able to just plan for splitting damage like that with a combination of jobs that were we basically like tooled that strategy a whole lot. Uh, I, I use so many strategies that people would consider suboptimal or that would throw out anyway. That, I like that your ninja on V10 uh, Ongo. Yeah, the ninja strat. Anytime I, I can actually get the chance to play ninja um, is usually a strat that I end up enjoying because ninja does really cool like game-breaking things most of the time. So, so game-breaking didn't work for V15. It, well, yeah, but I don't know what else could have been a problem there. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, like I mean, ninjas usually my go-to for like uh, for like ambuscades and stuff. Like if the ambuscade ends up just being jacked up and stupid, um, like the uh, Sahagans, like Sahagans, yeah, I just broke down and decided to to basically just kill everything as a ninja, and I had like no problems. Um, there's a lot of ambuscades where like if there's a bunch of bullshit going on, and it's like I'll just go ninja, and then like there's usually there's no problems. Like that that's why I never understood why people used to be so down on ninja. Like it seems like people are starting to come around now. Um, but ninja was always my go-to when I just wanted to make a fight work where it wasn't previously working for it. I will say the ninja episode was probably one of the most exciting episodes for a job in terms of, you know, <laughs> well, don't, well, it's a lot <laughs> of shit you never hear. Carrots looking at me with like this horrified look, like white mage is supposed to be the best episode. It was a good episode. It was really yeah. good between the three of us. I'm just, you know, in terms of content of how exciting a job can be, don't give me the finger. Well, people know what a white mage does. People don't know what a ninja does. Correct. Like, you know, as great as White Mage was and as many turns as there were there and things you didn't quite expect would be on White Mage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Physical violence now. Yes. Uh, 
Um, Ninja was far more exciting. There's all these like different things, and they <laughs> stop it. You never would have thought of a hand to hand. This is why I use this room, and you're in you're intruding on this. I don't care if your Game Boy's charging. Uh, you know, you don't you don't think of hand to hand ninja or dagger ninja or all the different magics it has or you know different ways to do certain things that are how to gear what weapon skills off you know you know that doesn't come into play with white mage. Yeah, it just basically ninja just uses all of the weapon like ninja's a lot like warrior like it feels a lot like warrior in the sense that you have just a shit ton of tools that are available. It's up to you to figure out how to exploit. Them. It's uh, I would think stylistically and ideologically, it's kind of similar to warrior like everyone thinks dark knight's like kind of like a warrior with magic or something but i think ninja is closer to warrior than dark knight is yeah because people usually just look at it in terms of like raw physical dps yeah and they're just like yeah they're on similarish looking gear sets and they hold a big weapon that does damage obviously a big weapon sometimes they also hold nagling <laughs> sometimes which is like the shortest ass sword put your finger down that i've ever seen and I mean, it's it's not just about like weird hand to hand ninja things where like you have a, a situation where you can sub monk. Like that's wonderful, sure, but um, like it can even just use club too. Like ninjas can actually true strike like a boss. It's just it comes up less because you have like no skill. Wait, in that. so are we using true strike against Henwin? Uh, no, he doesn't have stuff like that. Why can't he use true strike? He's a ninja. Come on. He, I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like he has the club. And I don't think he has the TP bonus offhand either. Oh, not that not that you have to use that because honestly, I would never expect that from a ninja that's not like completely done and knows how to to make the gear set work around it. Plus, we don't have like the best act buffs for it either. So, honestly, a TP bonus offhand and Henwin sounds terrible. I would probably just it's a tier one. I don't know Kunimitsu. about that. It's it's still I I don't know like and wasn't your it, thing that you're still throwing shurikens. Yes, you're still you're still throwing shurikens, but you don't want that to be the only thing. Like it can help someone well, that yeah. sort of thing. But, but if like you're the only thing you're you don't want to have a floored hit rate and a capped hit rate on shurikens, you know, that's really awkward. That yeah, that'd be the but, craziest um, job combination you've actually tried in a women end up enjoying a lot. I just I just don't think that um, that the TP bonus offhand will do better than like a kunamitsu in your offhand. Is all like I'm pretty sure for true strike it would be you know whatever club you're going to use probably like. I swear the hardest part of Ninja is still understanding all the damn names. Like when you say Kunamitsu, I know you mean TP Dagger in this con or TP Katana no. in this. No, it's uh, not. Azura, Azura, and I actually don't know the name of the one. I just have the plus two one because that's all you need. Like, don't bother taking it past that, guys. Like, it does not actually increase your DPS in a meaningful hey, way. I took mine all the way to the end. I'm sure sword. you did. Oh, what is that <laughs> supposed to mean? I'm sure you did. But <laughs> everyone but, uh, makes mistakes. You just make more. There you go. But but yeah, um, no, I the uh, Kunamitsu is the tier three katana that has like a giant block of amazing stats on it. Oh, okay. It's basically like ninja's best offhand. See, I don't I don't know the ninja stuff, so when I see a name, uh, well, I can't even recognize a name. It's ninja's most well-rounded offhand, I should say. But yeah, basically, you would have offhand accuracy plus shurikens plus a lower hit rate on the club that you can probably still get to a decent level, um, and then just spam true strike. It's probably going to do better than not being able to make skill chains off of spamming shun. I don't know. I, I would have to actually go in and, and look at it myself, but I think that would be the best option because, like, hand to hand without sub monk isn't great in a low buff situation. It's actually pretty suboptimal. Um, so I think club is really the only way you can go about it because you can manipulate dual wield better. Three hours on your thoughts on the current state of boost. 
specifically monk's boost. Yeah, go find yourself slow plus gear and hope that you don't die when you're wearing it. Yeah, we should do a monk episode. Baller, baller TP, uh, baller meditates that you get pretty frequently. But it looks like uh, Vettius, while we were doing this, sent a message saying he would do one on Corsair or Red Mage, which Red Mage is, of course, Abject's territory. He'll be here one day, I'm sure. He wanted to write an email then. So or maybe he'll write an email and he'll come on the show and respond to his own email with us. That's a very abject thing. That sounds like a very abject thing, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he, he has Red Mage. Otherwise, I would have said maybe Red Mage for uh, Darius. But Corsair would be nice. But we need to do Monk as well. And Zahn, whatever he had that we talked about. I think he had Samurai Jack or something. Yeah. Honestly, I would like a, a conversation where there could there could be more interesting things that we brought to light for like a standard DD. Because as much as I like Monk, and I think Monk is interesting from like a, a weird like low man or counter tank situation, like it's not it's pretty basic. Honestly, it's a fairly basic job. It's kind of like Ranger in that sense. It's, yeah, it's basic. Monk seems Monk was always the thing that seemed the most boring to me when I played it throughout the game's seventy five cap history. It's interesting. I mean, there's there's almost as many levers to throw as you would throw on on a job like Dragoon. No, I just always feel like it's just more buff dependent. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot of job abilities that you have to use in proper rotation. In rotation, sure, but it, I mean, Dragoon's still more active as a job, especially in a boss fight when mm-hmm. your your Wyvern's dying or has TP and you can get it with Cole, uh, our Spirit Link. You'd be surprised. Hmm. Mm. Okay, I believe your sub I, I, I can see it. Matters. I can see it. Sub sub job changes that quite a bit too. Like it's not always just sub warrior. <gasps> What's your favorite combination? Team. Oh, so favorite combination of of what? Sub job for monk, I guess. In this case, oh, for monk. Uh, usually, I would go sub dragoon just for raw damage. Honestly, yeah, I enjoy sub dragoon. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, I only go sub sub warrior if I know that I'm in like a janky party where I'm not getting enough attack buffs. Because PDF is important. It is, but at the same time, like with Odyssey now and how hard the mobs hit, I don't want to use Berserk because I get beat up so much. Like, I'm taking 300 damage on, like, floor one or something random if I don't have any DT gear on, which is pretty bad, so. Yeah. Maybe it's floor two, but still. The Monk's a little different because you have quite a bit more HP, and you also have, like, native counter, and it can be very, very high. So... Like, you end up taking a lot less damage. Like, the most scary thing would be, like, a TP attack. But if you're geared right for Howling Fist... And, well, uh, the, the weird thing about Odyssey is it's hard to comparison anyway because you're only going to get blunt damage out of Monk. Unless you use, like, a really janky hand-to-hand you should not be using. Um, so, honestly, it's probably not the best job to bring to Odyssey anyway. But you, you have the HB to survive a lot more attacks. And you have counter. It's basically whether or not a TP attack is going to one-shot you. And that's probably not going to be the case. Um, so I, I don't know. Kind of on defense. I, I think I would try it. I, like I, I went in and, and used to solo like Odyssey B on Monk. And I didn't really have any issues killing NMs and stuff. And I would go in as uh, Monk's warrior for that. I mean, you do get extra HP on Monk as well with some counter. But I still just kind of don't want to take the defensive hit. Nobody does. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're generally the only jobs that are going to be able to get away with that are like jobs like Blue Mage and Ninja where you can hide behind infinite shadows. Well, and actually Cocoon to hide behind it as well without reducing your native yeah. defense. 
which still isn't enough, but I mean, you got Mighty Guard, you got Cocoon. It's it's not like you're uh, just taking down your normal defense here to nothing. Not that 25% is nothing, but it, it's a big hit when you're fighting <laughs> mobs that are like capping Pete if against you. I'm still super sad. I win the Bonanza Katana. I would love to, instead go instead of going Paladin to our Odyssey runs, I would just go Ninja. <laughs> and we'd have the most broken runs. You would have a lot of Ninja tool use. Yeah, dude. It's so, way too bad. I think this is our last question. Um, uh, no, we got a bunch of stupid shit here. Let's see. Before we get to this last question. Um, fucking Chia and his master trial. What's a master trial? I never heard of them. We, this game's a dream with numpads and arrow keys. Thoughts on the use of mice. We don't care. We don't care. Okay, so let's say... let's Here's the last question then from uh, Estella Twal. Uh, what's something you've achieved that you're most proud of? It's been many episodes that might have been mentioned before, but no, I think there's always something different that you can talk about in this case. So what's the, what's something you have achieved that you're the most proud of? It can be game, it can be life, it can be both. You can have multiple, just, you know, whatever you're most proud of that you've achieved. That's a good question. Start small. Go like something small, like you like your Lua, and then kind of just build from there, I guess. Well, I don't really feel like I achieve anything, like when it comes to like Lua stuff. Well, you should. A lot of people like that kind of stuff, and your Lua's, I'm sure, someone's using it besides you at this point. Well, yeah, but I mean, what other people would, would consider an achievement of mine is not the same as what I would consider an achievement for myself. I would say the thing that... I guess it's an ongoing project that's been on hiatus for a while, but um, uh, the video game that I'm making is actually Comic. the uh, the thing that I'm, I'm probably the, the most proud of, or, or that I think I, I've achieved the most on. Because it... it it stress, it pretty much stress tests how I can like handle projects and stuff. And every time I can make headway on it, it feels great. It lets me use multiple facets of things that I'm interested in and good at. Um, so like if there's situations where, you know, I, I feel like I'm in story writing mode because I love stories and I, and I like being critical about stories and things like that. I, I think that helps you be able to like, to like write plot and things like that. Um, I think that, uh, that that that's great but then when i get tired of that i can go into you know working with with some of the code and some of the eventing um and when i get tired of that i can go back to like animation or um still still portrait design or you know even landscape design that sort of thing so there's like a lot of things i can bounce back and forth between um it was just a way more fun project though when i was working on it with my buddy when he still lived in state um, now that he moved away to Texas, it really sucks um, because I, I can't just, you know, hang out and still work on a project and feel like I'm accomplishing something. So, like, achievement-wise, I think that's always going to take the cake. So um, the whole remote yeah. working thing doesn't work for you in this case. The creative process interrupted. It, it really does interrupt the process. Um, I could probably work on it with the dude remote, but it's it's something that starts to feel like work at that you point. You get a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hope he yeah, knows how to mute. Yeah, it's stupid and rigid at that point. Like we had a, and there was another dude involved too, but he was really, really minor. So like we had like a basically a three man team that was working on this thing, and it, it was cool when we could all just like hang out together, right? But yeah, it's there's something lost in a Zoom call that starts to make it feel like work, and it's just not something that really translates well into a long distance project for us. So rather than just attacking it on my own, I you know would rather work on it with a buddy. So. Maybe at some point, maybe I can move. Maybe he ends up being able to move later or something. You know, we could we could work on it. But yeah, he's he's a really good friend of mine, and 
I, I just don't think I'd want to work on it any other way. But I'm, I, I do, I, it is something I'm very proud of, though. That's for sure. What about you, man? I don't know if I can top it. That's pretty special. I don't know. Well, no, it's, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's personal in a way that's special that most people don't have that kind of uh, identification of what brings them satisfaction in that, in that regard. So that, that's, you know, I can respect how you've been able to, in your lifetime, find and acknowledge the things that bring you that kind of joy and, you know, do them in a recreational fashion because not everyone can find that. So, but for me, yeah, if it was work, man, I don't think it would have been the same. Yes. If it was work, you would have probably quit. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, let's see if we start small. Well, spicy's pretty cool. He's been a good project. You know, all the things, all the things that have come from that, uh, whether it's, I'm super proud of carrot. So, you know, She's she's all my hopes and dreams for my future at this point. I'm uh talk about putting my life savings in crypto. I put my my life savings <laughs> invested in the bank of the first national bank of produce over here, Carrot the Chan. Uh so that that's something I'm proud of. She's really uh she puts up with me too. So uh as far as everything else goes, I mean I like the guides I've made. They've been helpful to people, so that's good. They're kind of a staple. I wish they were better. I don't put enough time into them. So I have some sort of pride in that. They're also like as proud as I am. And then they are kind of like an equal amount of drawback a la Fox style here. <laughs> Not my opinion is the only one that matters in this case, but just like, you know, the cat blackie. But uh, otherwise, I'm really kind of proud of the podcast. I mean, the community yeah. we built around this. I'm a bit of a uh, social anarchist. So what we've built completely <laughs> carrot laughing at me completely aligns with what I, I like and appreciate. I really enjoy the individual sense of freedom we have here along with the communal sense of stop laughing at me. Over these... <laughs> Just threw something at her. You're not allowed to give uh, realistic answers. Not allowed to give realistic answers. But yes, um, everyone knows what I'm saying there, but I think it's special. So... I'm proud of that. And my cat that's sticking its paw beneath the computer at me. <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things I could say I, I'm proud of, but I guess those are the ones that stand out off the bat there. So that's uh, not quite, you know, realizing my potential of creating video games or anything, but it's, uh, it's something, I guess. That's fair think like both of them are just it's, it's weird because it sounds like both the projects are like basically projects that you don't really like see an end to like obviously yeah. there's an end one way or another at some point but i think like the things you're most proud of are, it makes sense that they're ongoing things because it means there's something you're invested in and that you actively like to keep doing like it's just interesting that, that both the answers are things that are ongoing um, regardless of the capacity that they're actually being done in yeah, for instance, I'm comfortable with you and happy enough with the project and whatever to not have to worry the whole week about, oh, no, we don't have a topic. Oh, what are we going to do? It's not going to be good. You know, at this point, I'm I'm completely fine with what are you doing? It's always the back button. <laughs> she's, she's, she's sitting here just blowing into this. What? what? I was trying to get the rest of it. Ah, oh, geez. So. That's good, man. I don't have to worry about 
now that I've lost my train of uh, thought, I worry about everything during the week and I'm comfortable enough in our project that when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm, you know, content to just be like, you know, we know what we're doing by not knowing what we're doing. We'll, we'll just sit down and, and hash it out and, and someone like Lucifer will bail us out and, and give us some random stuff. And if they don't, I guarantee you, because when we talk pre-show, it's always an hour about things like uh, just stuff that would be in the show but never makes it in because it's we've talked about it beforehand and i have to keep trying to be like no save it for the show at this point because it'll be good stuff sometimes too just you know stuff we talked about tonight that's come up with stuff in the pre-show you might not even know it so yeah yeah the amount of time we spend in the pre-show is definitely it's like a it's like a whole get together. It's kind of relaxing. It's, it's an indicator of how of how how prepared we are for the topic at hand. Sometimes we're really well prepared. Carrot made us a really uh, great outline that we were really we were prepared very well to handle that sort of topic with. And the but the pre shows are really long when we don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> the cat just jumped on top of the computer at me. Uh, I think he wants to be fed. Uh, at any rate, I think we're about done anyway. Uh, but so. yeah, I, I agree. So, thank you, Fox. Yeah, man. Anytime. And if anyone wants to write us an email, how can they do that, Fox? What's the process for that? Well, they can uh, send it to wtfinvanadeal at gmail.com. And they can label it in whatever fashion they want, apparently, because we get some wild, wild topic lines, apparently, or subject lines. But uh, send it in or join the Discord and talk to us about stuff. Maybe you too will get to uh, give us weird ass questions to answer uh, at the end of a podcast that had no uh, particular topic in mind or just talk amongst each other. Um, poke holes in my math. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, really. Or leave us a comment on YouTube. I like our comments on YouTube too. For example, the last one we got here from uh, SF Chan. S-F-C-H-A-K-A-N. Safukchakan. So Safukchakan. Yeah, too many. Safukchakan here says, he fucked your con. Safukchakan. Con. Listen to this. It was the White Mage one. Listen to this in my podcast app previously, but saw the thumbnail on YouTube and figured I'd click through to give it a thumbs up and a positive comment. Big, beefy episode with lots of great comments. So I enjoy nice. our, our comments and stuff. So if anyone wants to leave comments, you're more than welcome. We've had less than stellar comments as well. Those are also welcome. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Especially that weird guy with the, the dick in his avatar, the, the fish that's a dick. I don't, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> even, even that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess say what you want to say. Know that, you know, at the same time, we may have things to say about what you have to say, though. So Specifically guess, Fox. Yeah, and join the Discord. We'll figure it da, out. Da, 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 da. We have a link shell. It's, it's. I have to actually go check the concierge to see if it's in the concierge. It's probably not. But send it, <laughs> it's actually been a while since I've seen a new one pop up in LS chat. Yeah, I got to go put in the concierge again more. So our link shell is all right. I like it to be better, but you know, it's the Discord will always be better than the link shell. Unfortunately, that's the nature of those social platforms. Yeah, there's no sense talking in the, the link shell when you can get immediate results in the Discord as well. I think that's that's what actually ends up happening. And, and the pictures, being able to post pictures and memes in Discord is a lot better. Yeah. Or your sure. latest crypto prices. Right. The crypto crap. Crypto crap. I'll have you know, my boos are worth $2.42. That is excellent. Boo-hoo. Okay, so... 
Thank you, Fox. Have a good one. Give you a little sign off. Yeah, anytime, man. Uh, later, guys.